Well, welcome to another episode and edition of Brews and Cruise, where I am here with my very good friend, Paul Ebner, who is going to school us on some beer, because he's a beer guy, and Just I'm a, a beer bit. guy. So we're going to do this together. So today, what are we drinking? We're drinking Island City from right here in Winona. Yeah. Uh, we've got two excellence. I, I decided if we're going to drink two, we're going to drink your favorite, the double IPA, Doc Cider, and uh, my favorite, the Frost Crack, uh, which is a vanilla dunkel. And fun fact, the vanilla used in vanilla dunkel is from right next door here at Watkins. Nice. Oh, so... Well, Watkins, that's obviously a well-known brand around the whole entire United States, if not the world. Yep. So, all right. So do we drink these like men out of the can or do we use our nifty Island City glasses? Uh, I'm drinking the Frost Crack out of the can, but we'll do the, uh, the, the Dock Cider in the glasses. But uh, That sounds good to me. Let's crack these bad let's boys. Let's do it. Let's... So another reason I picked the Frost Crack was... Uh, um, <laughs> So there's not a lot of people left down at Island City that were there when this was first created. Well, they go through beer tenders like, well, they go through underwear. Not even just that, but even like the behind the scenes people. Like, so oh, Tommy, yeah. a good friend of mine, was the original brewer. Well, he's the one that brought these glasses. Yes. As a matter <laughs> like, of fact, shout out Tommy. Hope you're doing well in Montana. 2017 or 18, he dropped them off here. And he dropped off like a two dozen of them. So I still have the original ones that hey, came in. Hey, look at that. Well, before we get, let's cheers. Absolutely. Taste it up. Taste it up. Get that Watkins vanilla. Yeah, that is very wintery. Yes. That's a winter type beer for sure. Yep, very smooth. And right there, Watkins logo <laughs> right on the can. Okay, so. so that's something I didn't know, that it was the Watkins had the vanilla in it. I had no idea. Yep. Until yep. just now. And so that's that's the the other fun thing was is when they so Tommy was not from Winona originally when they decided to make this and he already knew he wanted to do a vanilla dunkel, um, so I was the one who said hey make sure you check in with Watkins and he goes what's a Watkins <laughs> and I said like one of the major producers of vanilla and cinnamon and other spices you know in Winona in the country so they went down there and they were like yeah we'd love to be a part of this project so that's, where was where was Tommy from. Somewhere in Minnesota? Because you just said he's in Montana, shout out, so I don't know. Well, he moved to Montana to, uh, he's, a, he's a weed doctor now. Ah, Literally, yes, yes, he has yes. a card and everything. So I've thrown it all out there, Tommy, sorry. but So, <laughs> so blunts no, and brews we should be doing. Today. There you go. But no, he actually tests uh, marijuana. Oh, well, so that's, that's what good. he does now. But uh, I believe Tommy's originally from the, like, sorry, Tommy, I don't actually remember for sure, but I think think it's from like north of the twin cities okay so he's so. from minnesota he's a minnesota yes, guy yes, gotcha but okay well that's surprising i didn't know about watkins because but then nope. again you know what it's literally a block away from right where we're recording now yep. so we know very well what this is yep. so okay first thing i gotta talk talk about is i wasn't into craft brewing until 2017 when island city moved here i didn't even know what craft breweries were you and me both my friend Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, by the by, when we started talking and hanging out, it seemed like you knew it quite well. I now, learned very fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it's good, it's good. So I learned a little bit about uh, different types of beer rather than your standard Bush, you know, Bud Lights, McGoldens, all that kind of stuff. When I was in Atlanta, they had a place called um, Smyrna Craft 
brew or something like that. And all you did was you bought a crowler or a growler from them. And then you just go in and you just ask them to fill it. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And at first I was like, oh, man, what is this? <laughs> then I, you know, I moved back from Atlanta here. And when did this come around? 2017, I believe, they were established? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I went in there not knowing what it was. And they had a light beer on tap. I'm like, well, I'm definitely getting that one. And I got them. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good stuff which a light beer was what I was used to because you got your standards. And then I <clears throat> started going into other ones, and I'm like, oh, who would drink this? And now I'm at the Dock Satter, which is one of their highest ABVs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the IBUs are high as well. So I was like, wow, my taste is totally different in the last six years since Island City's been around. So for me, it took a while it was like an acquired taste. Well, I don't know if that was like that for you. I don't know if it was necessarily an acquired taste or that craft beer just got better. It could be that too. Because I was the same way. Like I had a couple of IPAs back in like the early 2010s. Sure. And I thought they were garbage. I was like, what is this? This yeah. tastes awful. And then the first time I ever had an IPA once Island City opened up, I was like, oh, this is good. I mean, but I mean, the processes of making hops and making malts have changed so much in the last 10 years that they can add so much more flavoring. And now they have like, uh, there's the citra hop, which actually yeah. is used in a lot of IPAs that gives that almost a grapefruit or a citrus note to it. Whereas I don't think that was even around before. It was like, here's hops. This is what it is. Okay. You know, kind of like kind of like the pepper game. You know how there's always a new hottest pepper sure, coming out. Sure. You know, they're they're scientifically you know making all these new hops that are just you know. Well, you know, the one thing the is with the IPAs, I have noticed that now, other than just your regular old standard, now you got hazies, yep. and now you got a cold IPA, which is turning into one of my favorite types. Is a cold one. And um, I, so it must go along with the, the hops that you're talking about, the citra type hops and stuff like that. Because when, you, when I first got into IPAs, I was like, man, this is something I'm not drinking in the summer. It's pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. But now I find myself taking hazy IPAs out on the river all the time, and they actually go down quite well. Hazies are my personal <laughs> favorite IPAs, um, or there's also like juicy IPAs, yep. I feel. Um, kind of are in the, a similar boat. And if I'm wrong on that, and there's beer people out there going, oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't say I was a perfectionist on tisk, this stuff. Tisk, I just ball. enjoy it a lot. So, um, but no, the hazies, the juicies, I really enjoy. I find that they're much more refreshing and yeah. don't have, even though some of them still have the same amount of alcohol content, they just don't feel as heavy right. as your standard IPAs. See, now so. my dad hated this kind of beer, just like when I came into it. And he's still not an IPA kind of guy, but he's gotten into the red lagers. He likes a red lager or a black lager. Loves those ones. So when Island City has their high force, which is one of their standards, obviously, then they used to have one called uh, what was Blackstone or something like that. I can't, Stone Circle, maybe. And that was a black lager. That was probably yep. his favorite, but he likes the um, red lagers now. Also, to go along with that, he likes the Marzins, those Oktoberfests. Oh. And they are pretty similar in taste, I think, so I don't really know. But, man, I remember getting into this. I'm like, oh, who would drink this stuff? It tastes like paint thinner. <laughs> but it doesn't after you get used to it. Now he goes back and gets a Mick Gold, and he's like, give me something with some flavor in it. And yep. I'm, yep, that's exactly it. It's so hard to go back. Like, no, if I'm at a buddy's house and it's all he has and he's going to give me one for free, I'm sure. going to drink it. Sure. But in the back of my head, I'm going, God, I 
could really go for a really good Pilsner or a really yeah. good Red Lager or a Dunkel or like a double IPA like we're going to be having here very shortly. But it's it's boggled my mind coming from I didn't drink beer at all. I was uh, mainly it was uh, whiskey and tequila. Of course. <laughs> so well, why would it not be, right? Whiskey <laughs> it's, all, it's all I drank. But uh, then, yeah, Island City came to town and I was working with them on marketing through the radio station and figured I better get to know beer. Otherwise, how am I going to help sure. them market if I don't know anything about it? So they were uh, Dan Murphy was also there at the time. He was their marketing and sales guy very like took me under their wing and said hey we're going to show you the way and kind of gave me a little behind the scenes on the processes and the one that got me was sour beers that's the first one berliner weiss that yeah, was my berliner first weiss? one that i started liking oh. other than the light one yep and now i don't really care much for that one really nope oh i still nope. love that one my wife likes it steph likes it but now it's like dock cider that's yep. and even the the beer tenders they go yeah i got you they already know what to come. <laughs> so when you go in, is this the, the top choice or what's your top choice when you go? If every one of them is on the list, what's your go-to? Because mine's the Dock Cider. So mine is actually one of their blends, which is why I also love going to these breweries because they, they love to experiment with their own beers. Yep. So what they do is they do a half and half uh, frost crack with their cream ale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream ale. The, the so Devil's Cave? Nope. No. Coolie Crack. Oh, Coolie Crack. Okay. Coolie Crack. That is my personal favorite right now. Um, for a while, they like were out of one or the other, uh, but now they've got both on tap again, so they've started marketing that again as the Coolie Crack, and it's, it's a fantastic blend. For some people, this is a little thick, yep. which I'm sure why you said it was a winter, very much a winter sure, drinking yeah. beer. Uh, the the cream ale really thins it a bit, and okay. but it doesn't really deter the flavor much. Okay. Um, but it does not feel like. I mean, this almost gives the feeling of a stout, even though it's not. Yeah, it, I taste a little bit of caramel with like a hint of coffee flavor. And yep. So coffee's not my favorite thing in the world. Actually, I don't drink coffee at all. But if it's in a beer, I'll give her a whirl. And yep. this is very, you know, it's crazy because it is a little thicker. It is that Christmassy winter flavor, and it goes down very smooth. There's no bitterness really to it, no. and there's not much carbonation. So this one does go down very, very smooth for me. Now you go over to like a cream ale, and then that one, that'll make it a little bit more bubbly to me. Yep. So I, I enjoy all of them. And for those who don't know out there, Island City, they name pretty much all of their beers after something within our region of Winona, Minnesota. So you have... Um, Frost crack, which is probably just because we have cold winters. There's or a story behind that, no, too. No, we'll tell it. Let's hear it. So, a frost crack. So, have you ever seen movies or maybe you were... Hunters. I've seen movies. Hunters. This, this, this is actually probably one hunters will really understand. Okay. Uh, out in the winter, when you're hunting, you'll hear, like, the snapping of, okay. like, branches or trees sound like they're, they're snapping. That is what's called a frost crack. What's happening is, is the water inside the tree is freezing and expanding and causing bark to snap off and stuff so when you hear those random cracks in the middle of winter it's called a frost crack and oh, that's what it, you're hearing so i'm thinking it's cracking of like the ice that's all i'm thinking nope. of is ice cracking i'm like oh that makes sense so i mean i see some cracking on the can yep. label yep. so anyway i was going with that and then we got dock cider which makes sense because we're right on the river i'm assuming it's named after you're at the dock side 
I, I sure that one I don't know. This is one no, I took right. a lot of pride in since I actually kind of helped create it. Oh, you did. Well, because I told them to use the Watkins okay. vanilla, so I got to put a little bit of my stamp on it saying, Nice. I helped. It should say Paul on the sides of the Watkins. Uh, Paul Kins. No, I'm not going to take away from Watkins. <laughs> well, yeah, these, uh, I don't know, the beers are fantastic. Now, the other thing that I've noticed within the last, you know, several years, and when I'm talking several years, I'm talking since 2017, now we have a lot of breweries within our own area, like Lanesboro has Sylvan. You have um, up in Fountain, Minnesota, you have Karst. You go to, I think it's Preston, Minnesota. You got Trout, Trout City, I think it's called. You go, and then obviously you got your big ones like Decorah has Toppling Goliath. Yep. And now all of a sudden there's one every place you go. Yep. And we have some actually really fantastic ones, I think, just in our little area of a 45-minute um, you know, radius. Because have you gone to Menominee yet? I have not. Okay. Well, I mean, I've been to Menominee, yes. but not to their brewery. You know? So they have I mean, one called, I think it's called LaSalle or LaSalle or something okay. like that. Anyways, they make pizza and they make their own dough there. And it's Firestone Pizza. It's fantastic. And then they obviously have good beer, too. What I love, too, is like the, how do I phrase it? The culture around local breweries is incredible to me because... So my hometown, uh, Monticello, Minnesota, has two breweries, um, Nordic and... I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, I love their beers. Okay. I, uh, every time I go through, like when I'm going up north for a vacation, I always yep. go through my hometown and I always stop there and get beer. If you have a chance, Monticello, Minnesota, stop at the Nordic. Fantastic beers. Um, but then there's another one in town, and I feel bad. Um, I follow them on Facebook, but I've never heard how they pronounce it. I think it's Rooshed okay. Brewing. Um, but they literally just posted that they were going to have to close. And they had oh, such an yeah. influx of people saying, no, we can't allow this to happen. They're actually flipping the script now and saying, oh, we can actually stay open because of, like, th the community just, like, came around them and said, uh-uh, you're part of this town. We're not going to let oh, this happen. I love that because... You know, the best thing about the breweries, in my mind, is the feel when you go in or the ambiance, whatever yep. you want to say, their theme. Everyone has somewhat of a theme, and that, to me, is so much better than just walking into your standard, average, everyday bar. Now, granted, most people like to go to your standard bar, and that's perfectly fine because they have a bunch of mixtures of things. You can get mixed drinks, beers, wines, whatever. When you go to most breweries, some of them are only carrying beer because of probably liquor licenses, is my guess. I yep. don't know. But... You know, you go in there, and to me, it's the ambiance. I like going in there because I know it's not going to be a crowded bar filled with crazy people because crazy people don't go off and, well, you can, crazy is your definition, but crazy <laughs> people don't buy $7 beers. However, you you're might be crazy wrong. because you're buying a $7 beer also. Hey, potato, potato, yeah. you know, so, but, but no, it's exactly what you said. I mean, it's not... You're, you're, you never really feel like when you go into a brewery, you're going to see some guy that's had too much trying to pick fights with people. You well, know? Yeah, okay, now that, well, that you're not going to pick fights, but you can have too much. Oh, Impending doom. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, what I mean by that is, is you don't see that, you know, guy falling off the bar. Yeah, well, yeah. What did you say about my girlfriend? And, like, that's not there. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't feel like 
Not a lot of bar stool politics when you go. No, there really isn't. It's just everyone's kind of there doing their own thing. You know, if there's an event, they're all there for the event and they're there to enjoy. They're not there to ruin it for anybody else. I just feel, I mean, like, and like you said, it's nothing against, you know, the local bar community because I love being a part of that too, but it's just, there's something different yeah. to be said about a brewery. There's just a different feel, a different ambiance. When, yeah, when I go into one, I don't feel like I'm going to a bar. Even though I'm drinking beer, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm going to a bar. I feel like I'm just nope. going to have a drink with some friends. And the other things that are fun is, you know, Island City and a lot of these other places are now doing the trivias, which yep. I love trivia. I love hosting it. Uh, then they're doing beer bingo, which is usually free. And yep. you're pay- playing for pints. I mean, you're just there to have a good time, something to do on, like, a Wednesday. <coughs> Holy cow, this guy doesn't. Have another. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'll twist your arm if you need me to. So back to oh, the. Oh, imp- I know you could too. <laughs> back to the impending doom. Oh so, my gosh. So when it first came out, they had a first run of it, and I'm sure you remember. Yeah, they had the wrestling event with RCCW. No, no, it was even before that one. Yeah, there was one before that. There, they had the RCCW no, one. No, th- no. So there was the impending doom. There was the imminent doom. And there was the immediate Doom. There's been three releases of Doom. Well, whatever that first one was, it was 10.2. Yeah, that was that was the first time. That was, uh, what did they call that? Something. Uh, it was Doom. We just called it Bruises doom. and Brews. Yeah, it was okay. br- the first Bruises and Brews events. And it, they weren't planning on having it line up with a wrestling event. <laughs> just happened to do it. But it worked. And it's funny you mention that because... I was <laughs> another shout out to someone who probably is not going to want me to be shouting him out. Uh, Mike Sloggy oh. and I were there because uh, okay. you were wrestling yeah. and he's a wrestling fan. He was there and him and Andy Kaiser, another shout out. Um, shout out Toyota. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, they were there and both of them to this day tell me they're like, we don't remember the second half of that night because of was that Was I in the second half? Probably. Yeah, they probably don't even remember me and my little tights. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but no, and, and it was the fun. Then the thing was, is everyone said the same thing. They're like, usually when you get a beer like this, it's nasty. Like, it's, I know. It's, it's heavy, it's gross. It's like, and everyone loved it, but that, that was the problem <laughs> because everyone kept drinking it. And when it's a 10 2. Yeah. Well, okay, so. It was smoother than Doc's Header. Doc's Header yeah. has a little bit more bite to it than that one, and you would expect the opposite to be true, like you said. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one night we went to trivia, Justin and I, and we had four of them. Oh, Lord. So 10.2 times four. Well, <laughs> think, well to put that into, to, if, if you're not a beer person, to put that into perspective, a Bud Light is yes. probably like a it's a 4.1. Four, it's, it's a 4.1. 4. 4. Somewhere in one of those. So the, one of these is two and three quarters of those. Yep. So imagine if you have four of those, you've just had a 12-pack by yourself, yeah. basically. <laughs> and you're not peeing as much because you don't have as much liquid in you. <laughs> but the so, alcohol level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, he, you know, we walked home, and he lived uh, two blocks away. And he called me up the next morning. He goes, I woke up this morning next to my toilet on my stomach. <laughs> and I don't remember being in oh, there. Wow. <laughs> I was like, well, the doom got you. Oh, the doom. Oh, man, we were doomed. So, okay, now I got to, now that you've already brought it up, I got to go into wrestling here because you it were. It was going to happen. It, well, we know that. Because you, you were my manager. I'm not I really was. sure what you managed, but you managed to get your ass kicked. 
a few times. One time you went through a table. I went through a table. I got uh, stone cold stunned twice. One of which nobody got on tape, and that was the better of the two that I took. So you, then you took it like Vince on the next one. Yeah, it wasn't. Just flopped it wasn't over. It. No, AC <laughs> Riley. He, I did. He said, "Well, you did pretty. You did all right." He, he told me I did all right. Yeah. I, my my timing was a little off, but oh, you know, you're we, untrained professional. But but he was impressed with the leg twitch. There Ooh. was a little bit of a leg twitch oh, when I once good. I was down. You so. were stunned. Yeah, exactly. See? But no, my the first one I ever took was at Levy Mania, uh, oh, okay. randomly. It was the they had the battle royal, the over the Levy battle royal. Over and, the Levy battle. Royal. Yep, and I was that was a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. We should try and bring that back. Well, do, the background was so cool because you're sitting there and the Mississippi River is flowing in the background with a bridge to go to Wisconsin. Patrick Menton from Park and Rec will not leave me alone about bringing that back. So well, we can do it. Nobody you, shout you and me. You and me, we can do it. Well, why not? Oh, and he has a know. ring. Yep. Get I know ring. someone's got a ring. Yep, that's true. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what we contacts. can do. We, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Well, so anyways, that, that this brings me up to the next point. Sorry, this is I how. Keep... That's okay. This is just a Something shiny. <laughs> well, there's lots of shiny things here, yeah, okay? There's that also things true. that are glowing. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so the way you and me became good friends was because of wrestling when we did our wrestle sh wrestling show which you contacted me and you go do you mind sitting down and talking with me i'm like yeah i'm like i don't really know you well but i know you from the radio because i hear you on the radio yeah i'm like yeah sounds good you know just come on over go to the conference room and we'll go talk and you had this idea for a youtube show yep. and that's how we became really good friends leading up to the next point of you becoming my manager wrestle logic rest in peace <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. My nephew, he still watches our videos. Oh, I'm so sorry for him. I feel so well, bad. If, for if you're him. ever getting any more views, it's probably just him on repeat. Ah, whatever. At what year was that? Like 16, 17, 18, maybe? That's probably 18, 18 19. Yeah. yeah. So that's how you and me became good friends. Was through that's that. right. And we did that. That what was that? We did the WrestleMania predictions video down at Island City for that too. Remember? Oh yeah. And we used so. to record it just right next door, right yep. over here. Right over there right at the there bar. Yeah. The bar, yeah. That was a good time. That was oh, fun. It was. Yeah. It was, you know, it was challenging because I don't watch wrestling as much as you do. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy performing and doing it in front of the crowd, but yeah. I don't really watch it that much because I, I guess I just don't think it's as good as it used to be, but that's okay. It's getting there. It has its moments. Yep. But it's not like when they're flicking each other off, drinking beer, doing that. So oh, nice segue back to back the beer. To beer. <laughs> See, I'm gonna be a pro at this pretty soon, and it's all good. Yep. So, how where'd your love for wrestling come in? Because I didn't know you until I, I knew of you, but I didn't know you personally until wrestling. And you are a huge fan. I'm a, I've always been a huge like, fan. Um, I, you like you dressed up as Macho Man and took my old boots for I some did. event. How was the Halloween karaoke? Yeah. Yep. Like, that's where you're at. That's the level you're at. But so why? I've been watching wrestling since I was in, oh, gosh, late grade school, probably like fourth, fifth grade. Okay. It's um, about where I started. Just, it was about fifth. Yeah. It was just entertain. It was just, it was one of those things. I was flipping through the stations, and, and it was so cool because it was right before the Attitude Era. 
when I really, because I used to watch it when I was really little. Like I'd see okay. the old Hulk Hogan days. I'd see the, you know. Um, well, I'm not trying to age you here, but <laughs> when was your fourth, fifth grade? What year are we talking here? So that was probably uh, earlier 90s, like okay. 93. So then um, my fourth, fifth grade, because that's kind of when I started watching, was like just as the Attitude Era is about to just go nuts. Yep. So I'm no, talking like 96. I was before. Eight. So, yep, I was like, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, Demolition was still around. So it's really those gimmicky you know, characters that yes, we're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah which a lot of people think was the worst era of wrestling. But for me... It has its it has its eras and it needs its eras. It I does, think. but see, at the time, like for me, the characters are what made it. Like I loved right. the characters. Yep. You don't get that as much anymore. You know, they're all who they are. Like it's yeah. it's now it's Seth Rollins and uh, John Moxley, and it's just names like or as before. they call it, an extension of their personality. Well, yeah, because I mean, those yeah. aren't their real names, but you know, uh, but before, you know, it was like for lack of thinking right now it was like repo man and doink the clown and uh crush and you know they were like characters kamala you know or even the undertaker he used to be a dentist oh my gosh isaac Isaac yankum dds that was (laughs) thank god for kane and that guy's career well i know and now he's the mayor of knoxville tennessee yep yep i mean come on guys had how many different he was a dentist at one point Okay, so you're going through and flipping through the channels. That's how you kind of got into it. I just kind of, well, and it was cool. So it was right when Nitro had started. Okay, so so you're talking about that 94 era, right? About that, yep. So what was cool about it in where I lived was channel 45 was TNT. Okay. Channel 46 was USA. Oh, that's So I could literally just back and forth it yeah. so a lot of people ask me like well are you wwe or were you wcw for me it's like i was both like yeah i i would say wwf at the time i was more into but yeah. if they went to commercial i'm like i'd flip back to i'd flip to wcw and be watching that and that's what they and were then, trying to do and the then whole when time. that went to a commercial i'd and and the fact that they were literally right next to each other because i know that's not the same you know in other parts of the country they could be 14 channels apart but i well, loved the fact that it was like one flip of the switch and i was just going back and forth and i just had non-stop wrestling on so monday you, nights you must <laughs> have had one of those tvs that didn't have the the back button where you could just flip back to your previous channel huh nope I had the dial. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Oh, you gotta oh, get yeah. up and do it. Oh yeah, or okay. or that big black cable box with oh, the yeah. ups and downs. Yep, those. those. You're getting the Spice Channel, I bet too. You flipped the 99. <laughs> Just trying to see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I kind of got into it a little about the same way, but they used to do um, AWF. Was it AWA? Whatever the American wrestling was here in Minneapolis. Oh, AWA? yeah, Vern, Vern yeah, Gagne's. Yep. So yep. Hulk used to be in that. Yes, Hulk Hogan, Andre, they were all Terry in the Hulk Balea. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Terry. Sorry. Good job, Terrence. Okay. <laughs> Pinky popping my wrestling knowledge. Hold on, hold on. Pinky popping. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, anyway. Terry Balea. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> Anywho. 
So they used to come here and do it at the old Winona Middle School here, oh, and yeah. the JCs used to put it on. Well, my dad was in the JCs, and he used to tell me about how this was all happening. They used to just go down to um, what is now the co-op, and that was like the Nasty Habit and the Mississippi Queen, I think is what it was yep. back in the 70s. And they used to go down there and party with these guys, but they weren't big names. They were just a territory at the time, yep. so they were only big they here. Were, yeah, exactly. And then he blew up in the 80s, and I'm like, wow, you used to do that? And so then, being naive, because I had no idea what wrestling really was, so I started flipping through, and then I flipped to Nitro. I remember I'd be at the YMCA, 8.45 at night, and I'm like, because it was just before it closed. No, sorry, 9.45 at night, just before it closed. I'm flipping through the channels. I'm waiting for my dad to get out of the locker room. Yep, three-hour shows is when that started. Yeah, <laughs> and I would wait, and I'm like, well, I don't know any of these guys. I was just looking for Hulk Hogan. It was all I was looking for. And I didn't realize how a wrestling show, uh, was, you know, how it started and finished. The big guys or the popular guys are at the end. So I'm just like, oh, I just know if I turn on at this time of the night, I'll probably see Hulk Hogan. I didn't realize the, you know, the mid-carters are here, the opening show is here, yeah. and then the big guys are at the end. So I'm just like, well, when's Hulk Hogan coming out? Because that's all I knew. And then I got into it, and I was more of a WWF guy. However, I was still a fan of the NWO because oh, it was cool. so good. But if I had to choose between the two, I'm watching WWF the whole time. Then I would do what you did and flip back. However, I was only trying to stay on that channel until I knew WWF was back. Yeah. And I would forget. I'd be like, oh, crap, that's right. The other yeah, one's going yep, on, too. Yep, yep. But, man, you think back to those times of like, 98. I mean, My, it was like a stat car from Monday top, Night Wars. Top to bottom. It was stat. nuts. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, th I mean, the fact that there was a product in the United States that was outdoing WWF for a chunk, quite a chunk of time too. It was, yeah. it was like, gosh, and, and my wrestling friends that see this are going to be like, how do you not know? But I, I feel like it was, it was like 90 something weeks, 83, 83 weeks. Yep. Oh, thanks. that's why Eric Bischoff has his podcast called 83 weeks. Ah, all right. That's fair enough. There yeah, you go. Cheers to that. All right. Good. I just schooled there you. Go. There we go. I was school close. I, how did I school you on that one? I was one? close. You were close, but I can't believe That's you didn't fine. know that one. Nope, I didn't know that one. Unless you're just trying to make I've even me look met smart. The guy too. Yeah, I know. So did I. I told mm. him his podcast was awesome, and he said thank you, and that was it. See, I'm not a podcast guy, and I'm on a podcast. What the hell? Well, you got a voice for radio and a face for it, too. <laughs> <laughs> However, we're doing a video podcast as well, so show that pretty smile. So that pretty <laughs> smile, you go from loving it here, and then you become my manager. And then you go through a table. Huh. How did you get from there to there? That's just crazy. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, I mean, you never were a wrestler, but you are you're a character in yourself because you're outgoing. Well, it's funny you say that, too, because like when I had brought up that I was willing to bump. Get hit for the yeah. people Bumping who don't is know. Getting, folks. Yeah, getting hit or taking a take, drop. Taking, yeah, exactly. Uh, when I brought that up to Derek at, yep. at RCCW, uh, he was just like, okay, are you sure? Like, and I'm just like, I'm fine. Like I've been in theater. I've done fight training in theater, which I know is not the same. And I'm not even going to attempt to say that's even remotely close to what you guys do and actual, you know, professional wrestlers do. Um, but I, I, I know how to fall. I know how to, you know, do that kind yep. of stuff. I know how to do it appropriately where I'm not going to hurt myself. And I think that gave him enough confidence saying, okay, 
he knows how to fall correctly. My guys know how to throw him correctly. Yep. We can make this work. Sure. And we got to a point where I just had too much going on. My wife was like, hey, you got to take a, you got to back out of something. And <laughs> as a lot of uh, independent wrestlers will know that uh, that's usually the lowest paying thing on the, uh, the, the scale, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, although, pff, kudos to all of the guys at RCCW because they actually paid me, which shocked me. That first day they handed me an envelope. I'm like, what's this for? And they're like, well, we booked you. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And I opened it up and I'm like, holy crap, I got paid to do this. This, <laughs> well, yeah, I got paid. I got beer money here now, holy folks. Holy cow. And I, I, I was kind of, I was kind of shocked, but you know, so I, I said, we need to write me off, but I don't want to just disappear. So what can we do? And he's like, well, maybe something could happen. And I just said, how about I go through a table? Perfect. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I remember, man, you were pretty nervous that night going through that because it wasn't like your standard little wooden table that's kind of soft. It was a off. metal table. It was, Yeah, it had the metal bracket around it, and then it had, what, what was it, like plastic, was it maybe? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't even know what to describe. A lot of it wasn't things wood. could have gone wrong with that A lot of things table. could have, but you went up and through it perfectly, and I still remember that. I still got shots of that with your little your little bumper shoes or the Converse's just the, hanging These are the out. ones? Uh, yeah. these, these are the shoes. Were those the ones? I thought they were blue. Maybe. Nope. Nope. The these are the okay. ones. Those are it? Wow. Yep. Game worn. You're wearing them here. Yeah. And just to clear the air, for those who don't know wrestling, and they call it fake, what they mean is it's predetermined and it's staged, which means it's choreographed fighting, just like you said, for theater. Now, it does hurt to take the bumps. It does hurt to take a chair shot. The ropes aren't that forgiving. It does. It can knock the wind out of you if you don't know what you're doing properly. But it's not well, fake in the... Here's and what, mistakes happen, you know, and oh, people sure, get yeah. hurt, you know. What my uh, trainer, uh, Curtis Hughes, said is it's like you're going to get into a car accident... And you know you're going to get into it, so you're able to prepare for it. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard because you know you're going to get hit by something, so you try not to tense up, so you don't. So you, it looks like you don't know it's coming because obviously it's staged. So I know if someone's going to hit me with a chair or something, and you're kind of like tensing up, like where, where is it? Where is it? And also, boom, you get hit, and it's like, oh man, okay. So it is tough because you do know what's happening, so you kind of like your natural reaction is to flinch. If so, if I were to come act like I'm going, oh Jesus, I got to catch up, man. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I do what would be called the Bruise and Pissing podcast at this point. By the but, way, we're stepping it up for the right. next one. I'm almost done. Speaking of which, you like this? I got my I Island City like, switch. I, that reminds me, uh, and I'm not supposed to talk about certain things. <gasps> That's okay. Don't talk about that. Yet. I'm not. I'm not twisting your. I'm only ne twisting. Needless your to say, I do need to get down there and buy some uh, additional merchandise. We'll get down there. Who's gonna leave it? My wife told me I look like Mr. Rogers with this on today. Won't you be my neighbor? I might. You know what? Let's just do it right here. Won't you be? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Oh, we're not even cutting that out, are we? Hell no. No, I did a really bad pour on that. That's okay. This isn't, uh, it's not a beer school. We're just here, two gentlemen, distinct, distinguished gentlemen. Having a couple okay, beautiful beers. You know what? We're going to flip the script here. Flip you, it. Usually, we're he's a... supposed to be the one asking the questions. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. That's fine. 
You know what? That's much better pour. Oh, yes it is. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna literally. Take the reins? I'm gonna intercept this show right now, take it over, and I'm gonna start asking you some questions. This because. This smells better. Well, yeah, probably. It's gotta go, piney smell. It smells good, okay, yeah, So here's do it. So it's get to know your host here. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to get to know a little bit more about Chris Jacobson because I've got some questions that I don't know the answers to that I would like to know. Good. Let's so you told me how you got into wrestling. Yep. But here's the question. And I've never asked you this, and it's bothered me that I've never asked you this. And I'm just a text message away. I know. That's the worst part. How many times have we hung out, and I've never asked you this? Yeah. Why did you get into wrestling? What was the, where was that point where you're like, I want to do that. So I'm going to uproot, ah, move I to love Atlanta. This question. And I love this I'm going to, because I've never asked you this. So I do not know the answer to this. So, this, so yep. I didn't know that I liked it. I knew I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was an adrenaline rush. And the live crowd is, there's the adrenaline rush. When you're in a big front of a bigger crowd, is even better. Even 100, 150 people is still an adrenaline rush when you get. When you get some sort of feedback, the only time it's bad is when there's no feedback. So if someone's booing you and telling you you suck, you're doing a good job. When someone's cheering you and telling you you're doing a great job, you're doing a good job. It's when they're quiet is the problem. So getting a reaction has always been something I loved. I always tell people this. Had I done wrestling before I went to college, I would have been probably a theater major with probably some sort of film background because that I found out after the fact that I loved doing that. And kind of hence the reason I'm doing this now is because, granted, I'm not in front of a live audience, but I get to sit down and just talk with people. I like being in front of a camera. I love it. I'm an only child, so that might be part of the reason. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with saying, yep, I enjoy that. People know I do. Whether they like it or not, I don't know, don't care. But being the center of attention and getting a reaction is so much fun. I think there's there's something to be said about that that I th I think you you made it sound a, I think a little more selfish than what you actually feel though probably because you you're kind of like me and I think some people think the same thing about me they're like oh you just you love the sound of your own voice you just love being the center of attention that's not actually what it is for me what it is for me is is I love to entertain people yes I so love fun. people to be excited I love people yep. to be happy I love people to be sad if that's what we need to get out of yep. them like that's that's what I want to do and I want people to be entertained so that's why I used to do so see so no. that's and that's why so I used to do a lot of community theater and that was was it for me is like I don't need to be center stage I don't need to be the star of the show but when I'm out there I'm going to do something that's going to make them react and they're going to enjoy it because I just I want them to be yes. entertained such a good like that, that's, that's a better analogy than what I just put out well, there. Well, but think. that's but see, and that's the thing is like that can easily be interpreted as oh, you just like to be the center of attention. Yeah, yep. But it's like, but it's not that. It's it, not it for me. It's just sure. I know that when I'm entertaining people, it's getting them out of their own skin. It's getting them out yeah. of the thinking about the politics, the all the other crap going on in their lives. But they're yeah. they're taking a moment to to laugh and to enjoy something that gets them out of their own head. 
that's so true because, I mean, obviously the world is, it is what it is. There's good things, there's bad things. When you're trying to entertain someone or a crowd or whatever it might be, if, hopefully we're doing that right now. And hopefully it's just something that they can relax, take themselves out of whatever is going on right now, and just have some fun. And maybe even it's just thoughtless fun, just relaxing. But, yeah, I think you're right about that because right now I'm not in front of a live crowd and I'm still loving this. Right now it's just you and me. Hmm. Oh, yeah. We forgot, we to, forgot cheers. to cheers. Oh, sorry. Especially the dock side. I know. So going back to that, yeah, you're right because I don't have a live crowd here, so I'm not going to get a reaction from anyone, but I'm okay with that too. I, I, it's just, I don't know. There's something about entertainment, and I didn't know I loved it until after college. So a great question to ask me because people have asked me that, and I go, had I not, had I done that first, I probably would have been a theater slash film major at college instead because I didn't know I liked it until... I got into wrestling. And to be honest with you, wrestling, I mean, it's fun. It's awesome. It's a live crowd. But the bumping isn't awesome. Some people get a joy out of that. I'm like, why? How? I mean, it hurts. You're sore. It stinks. Uh, those are called sadists, Chris. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm well, sorry. I know some people get You put the curse on him, not me. No, I, <laughs> I, I know some people get the rush out of it, of the, the like getting hurt or whatever it is. That is definitely not me. <laughs> Hence why I was a manager and not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only take like one bump, maybe. No, no, and 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 uh, you know, Chase McCoy, bless him, put me exactly where I needed to be on that table. And you did yeah. Although I did come down funky on my arm, I don't know if I ever showed you. I had a bruise, literally, <laughs> from here to here. My entire arm here was black and blue for about two weeks. I wonder if that's like the part of the table where you went through. I think it was well, because I was supposed to come down like this, and I came down like this, and I think oh, I came sure. down on the edge like of it. This. But the yeah. funny thing was, is I didn't even know the bruise was there until I was at home and I was like stretching like this, and my wife's like, "What the heck did you do to your arm?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I went and looked in the, the bathroom. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, literally from elbow to my pit, it was like black and blue. Yeah. And I, so I didn't feel it. So, I mean, uh, there's that. And then, you're, you're, and then you tell, oh, baby, what did we do last night? Was this a Fifty Shades of Grey or what? I thought what? you wanted to keep this family friendly. It's family friendly. You got to okay, know what we're talking about to get it. Oh, speaking of which, remember, folks, Island City, also family friendly. So bring the entire family down, enjoy games, and have a good time. Unless I'm hosting trivia, then it gets a little dirty <laughs> on round three. Because I've had three docs. Why have we never time. hosted trivia together? We should. I, I'm still in contact. I'm doing one on the 21st with my dad of December. So it's right. we should do one in the spring. I, well, I know, I know that Isaac and I from the river, shameless plug, uh, That's also we're we're going to be doing a music one. Uh, yeah, you told me about that. You, you did one with uh, uh, Gabe. Gabe, right? Yep. Yeah, before he decided that I was it was a better state than Minnesota. <laughs> anyway, um, so no. Oh, <laughs> so Isaac and I are going to be doing a music one in the first couple of weeks of. Uh, uh, That's fun January because so. you did it differently. You were asking music questions, and then you also had sound snippets. Well, that's we, fun. Well, that was the thing is we, we kind of raised the bar a little bit because yeah. like people were like, "Well, we've never done this before." And then we we had bought brought a TV screen and yeah. done like visual clues, and like people were like, "What is this witchcraft?" And it was like, <laughs> but this was the way we always like. Dude, when you did that, then they started putting it up on the monitor. Yeah. And then they made me you know make a slideshow presentation, and I did that. Not a problem. And then it just kind of went away. 
Well, that was I just when, so that. I used to do it for, uh, for the river back when Ground Round was still open, and that was yeah. just always the way we did it. So to me, that was just par for the course. Yeah. So when they asked me to do it down there, I just did it the same way. So I get down there, and they're like, "Hey," I'm like, "Hey, where's the TV I hook up to?" And they're like, "What?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." So I, I luckily had a <laughs> what is this witchcraft you speak I, I know. So like, so thank <laughs> goodness I had like a TV in the basement I wasn't using. So I ran home and brought it back, and I was just set it up on the table so they could see it. But uh, talk about a raise your anxiety level day. I'm just like, I should have asked some questions before. I guess I said so. Yes to this. <laughs> okay. So do you have another question you want to know about me? Because you said you want to get to know right. the host, and that we so, just expand on that bad boy. When you, I mean, obviously, so Mr. Hughes was your trainer, but yeah. as you were starting to, so when you first started training, were you, uh, and rest, actually doing matches, were you a heel or were you a face? Um, were you I, a good guy or a bad guy? I was mainly always good. The bad face. guy has... And this isn't my quote. This is people that were in Atlanta. They said, you have, and I quote, this is not me saying this, you have too pretty of a face to be a bad guy. Your smile is too pretty. You don't pass as a bad guy. And I've tried it. And my natural reaction is not to be a dick to people. Like the kids, like, you know, I have students that come and watch me here in Winona I, my my first instinct is not to piss off my students that I also teach. Well, okay, so the, I think the perfect example of what you're describing is the Miz, because the Miz yeah. never has to change his character, but he can be a good guy or a bad yeah, guy he, as yeah. that character. And I think it's kind of the same thing. He's kind of a pretty boy. He's kind of not that. Don't take that the wrong way. But I'm fine with you're, it. It's fine. You're pretty, is what I'm saying, oh. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm flattered. I'm uh, flattered, but Bob. no, it's one of those like he, he's a good-looking guy, yeah. and I didn't but think he was good-looking at first. I thought he was just, like, a little probably strange, better but now, now. He's getting better. Yeah, he's got, he was kind of a sleaze back in the day. Well, you know what but, they you say: know, the richer you are, the prettier you can. Well, be. yeah, you know, once once he started wearing suits and like yeah, you know, yeah. he does look a lot more professional. Than yes, he used to with that yeah. stupid well, little top hat thing he had on or a fedora. I don't remember. Remember when oh, he was I with? I don't remember uh, that. Yeah, when he was what with John Morrison. Didn't he have like a little hat on? His little spike hair in the middle here. Oh, yeah. When he was yes. like ECW. That yes, that's right. And he even wore like the really baggy shorts. Yeah. Like the jean, like the like, like a backyard wrestler. Jean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he no, was, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like now. Miz, I know what you're you know, talking. Yep. Where's the suit? He had and, such know. an annoying face, though. He looked like Beans from Even Stevens, I thought. I thought he had the face of like Beans. That was Even. after my, I didn't, I never watched Even right. Stevens. That wasn't my, that well, wasn't my I game. Well, I just know Beans because he's like ugly Oh, okay. Shit All right. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So anyways, uh, where the heck were we going with that one? Oh, yeah. I've pretty much always been a face good guy. For the most part, I've tried to be a bad guy. Never really passed well. Okay. So it's just easier for me to go out there and, you know, tear my pants off, do the tearaways. Yeah. Have the crowd, you know, cheer. It's just always been easier. However, I can speak my mind still and get away with it a little bit. So Perfect. So that was actually just a prerequisite question to my actual question. All right. What's that? So when you knew that that's what you were going to be, that you're, you're a baby face and that's what's going to happen, who would you say you got your inspiration from to find your character? 
whether it's yeah. I mean, and I and I know some wrestlers do not get it from other wrestlers. Yeah. Some wrestlers get it off of so I've actors always or something. But what well, I'm curious where your inspiration came. That's from. Good one. I've always enjoyed um, wrestling wise, The Rock on the mic and yeah. the entertainment aspect, and also Shawn Michaels' flamboyancy. Oh, so good. But <clears throat> I've also I enjoyed the Magic Mike movies. This makes a lot of sense. Does it make sense with my tearaway pants and my shiny vest and all that? Yep. Yeah. All right. No, it so makes a lot of sense. I've always enjoyed that kind of stuff. Um, just, you know, flamboyancy basically is yeah. kind of where I'm at. I mean, heck, I am a five or six time champion of the world's sexiest men on Royal Caribbean cruise ships. <laughs> so at the high seas and international waters, I thought about changing my, my name or my, like my gimmick. Not much of the change because it would still be the same thing, but. Maybe revamp the trunks and put World's Sexiest Man on it. I don't know. Why not? I mean, right now I got a handshake on my butt. It looks kind of weird. It looks like two people are shaking over my hole. The deal. <laughs> They're the shaking deal. over my hole. It sounded like a good idea at the time. <laughs> There's a whole lot of deal making going on back oh, there. Oh my gosh. Uh, deals over holes. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, so the deal came by with, I'm like, well, I'm also a real estate agent, which as you are now as well. I'm like, so I can play off of that, but still have the flamboyancy. So I don't really know where I was going with it, but the tearaway pants are a good idea. The people like it when I tear them away, they cheer. So, I mean, gotta be doing something right. If they like it. I will say, I'm glad you're not baby oiled up anymore though. Well, now that I'm married, I don't think I can have anybody wipe oil on me anymore, legally. Well, unless it's her. Well, she doesn't want to be in the spotlight. That's so funny, because my wife, Stephanie, and I, we are like two opposites when it comes to this. That's why it works, though. It might be. We're just like that's even what, out. That's why my wife and I, so I'm the same way. I'm, I'm the, let's go out, let's have fun, let's yep. chat with people. And she's like, people suck, I'm not going out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying home. Yep. Leave me alone, kids. Nope. Yep. Oh, she's very, so, very much a when it comes to crowds. She's just like, yeah. No. Well, see so. now, Stephanie wants to get into a little bit of um, maybe trying to help me edit these mm -hmm. because, like I told you, I'm just learning this on the fly as we go. You just taught me some stuff in a half hour that I didn't even know, and that's what I love about this. Is it's another learning experience, but again, I get to be in front of the camera like I enjoy. Get to talk to people because this is even <laughs> this is funny. This summer I was thinking about starting this. I just didn't know what it was going to be, and then I eventually came up with the name and all that. Well, I'm I'm at the Austin County Fair with Stephanie's friends, and I talk a lot to people. I talk, 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 and they're like, "You see my watch? It says loud noise right now. Like you're in a loud noise situation. Is this you?" And I'm like, "I've had that happen to me." <laughs> well, there was a band. To the loud people. <laughs> to the loud people. But actually, there was a, a band actually playing there, though. But she thought it was so funny because it popped up as I'm talking to uh, one of Stephanie's friend's boyfriends. And I'm just, like, going off just talking. I'm like, I enjoy doing this. And if I sat down with people with a glass of beer or bourbon or anything and just talk, I will enjoy that. And I, like, right now, we've probably been going for about an hour, I bet you. Um. And we're only scratching the surface at the moment. So that's why I was like, well, maybe you can get into it and be in the background and learn how to edit this for me. And she's like, well, I'd love to try to do that and maybe learn how to do that. And I'm like, that would be, that would make my job easier because I'm learning it as well. But if I had someone that knew how to do it, she could just do it for me. 
and then I can get the host, or the, not the host, I am the host, get my people in here, whoever it is, my guest, and so, I don't know, I'm just taking it from there. There you go. And so here we are. Look now, at all that backstory you've just gotten on what you're watching right now. Well, here's another backstory, though. Ooh, the reason, more. Well, no, the reason, like, now you said that the reason you and your wife are real estate agents is because I sold and helped you buy your home, and then about a year later, you guys got into it, and you said I was the inspiration, whether you were just being a nice, friendly guy, because you are a nice, friendly guy, no matter what. <laughs> Great Chicago song. Yeah. You're the inspiration. I'm sorry. No, keep Continue. going. <laughs> so now we both are in the game of real estate, which is awesome, because I'm like, well, let's. I wish you and me had every deal together, because it'd be so easy. We'd just sit here and oh, talk. Was, although she did call me a week and a half after the closing uh, to complain to me that the toilet was plugged. Well, I didn't stick the tampon down there. I promise you that if that's what it was. I just, I, I had, as nicely as possible, I just said, did you buy a plunger? She said, no. And I said, start there. <laughs> oh, just, the person that bought your old house? Yeah, no, the, no, the person that bought, remember the deal we did? Yeah. Yeah, she called me a week and a half later and said the, the toilet was plugged no, up. No, the so. person that bought your old house. No, I'm talking about our deal that we did just this last Oh, gotcha. Yeah, summer. yeah, 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 that one. Gotcha. Yep. She's like, the toilet's plugged. And I'm like, did you try know. a plunger? No, I don't have one yet. Start there. <laughs> Start with the plunger. Usually everyone has one right next to the toilet. I didn't, I didn't, hear, I didn't hear back from her, so must it must have worked. worked. <laughs> well, wasn't that one, didn't that one have a septic, though, in it? No, yeah. that, was, that was right over on High Forest. Oh, that one. I thought you meant the one over in Wisconsin. No, no. Oh, okay. I'm talking yeah, about the, the one. Portion. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, they remodeled that whole bathroom, so I don't know. But anyways, um, put some more fiber in your diet, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe less. It'll go down. Yeah. Okay, that's enough of that one. Anyway, we moving need to on. Talk about poopy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that part's getting cut out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. I kind of like to just let it flow. Not that way either. Just our conversations. <laughs> So, okay, Ooh, now. I almost got dockside This is my another nose. fun fact about you, though. Oh, no. Is you're now selling houses. Well, you used to sell cars. Yeah. Literally next door to this building. That's right, the I did. The old cars and credit. I did. And I didn't know that until you told me when we first started hanging out in about 2018. I didn't know that. I don't, didn't know you were into selling cars. I'm not sure if you were into it, but you did it. I did. I actually enjoyed it for a while. Um, started as a salesman there, and then um, I ended up over at Walls. Yeah, the old Walls under yep. the bridge. Worked, worked for Walls under the bridge, uh, doing sales there, and then got asked to come back to Cars and Credit and manage the place, um, which I did. And I went back, and um, I could, I could do a whole podcast just on what it was like working at a buy here, pay here. Cause I mean, well, oh, I don't do a whole podcast, but what was it like? Was it a decent experience? Was it a crappy experience? Well, or like, where it are we was, at? Here's the thing it, you know, and I know that, and, and I'm going to give cars and credit some, some cred here because <laughs> you can I, give cars and credit. Some no, credit. I, I am. I Good. am because uh, I think they have a, they have a bad rep in this town and I think that that's sad because what they do is provide quite a service for people who cannot well, okay. get financing and the problem is is you're dealing with the non-payer 
You know, that's yeah. why they're there. And I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just being honest. You it know, is, there's, yes. there's a reason that they have to work with a buy here, pay here. They don't, mm -hmm. they don't have credit. They have bad credit. They can't get, you know, uh, approved anywhere else. Well, you're always the bad guy when you got to tell them, Hey, well, you're not making your payment. I can take your car. Well, and that's the thing is, is we, we up front, we were like, if you communicate with us, we will work with you. Well, Obviously, they have a history of not communicating. That's why we're in this position. Sure. So, and we tell them, we're like, talk to me. We'll work this out. They don't. They avoid it. They avoid us. They avoid the calls. They avoid the, I mean, we li literally had, or they, I mean, I'm not there anymore, but they have door knockers. They will literally go to the door. Really? And just be like, hey, just here to remind you, you're behind in your payment. Can you give at the time? Well, if it was me, it was like, can you give Paul a call right now? Oh, I'm on my way to work. Okay, well, please give him a call. I mean, they're not there to take the call, the car. They're just there to remind you, hey, you're kind of dodging us. Please give us. I mean, we did. Uh, they, you know, we. I'm not, I'm not I wouldn't try, have expected but, that. But the thing is, is I mean, they do. I mean, at least when I was there, I guess, I don't know how it is now. I would imagine they still practice business yeah. the same way. Um, but I mean, we did everything we possibly could to help keep those people in there. Because let's be real. Do we want to repossess that car? No. Absolutely not. We it want money to, to do exactly. That. It would, it costs them. I mean, they're all, oh, you just do this. You can repossess. No, we, we lose money if we repossess your car. Yeah. We want you to keep it. We want you to pay for it. We want you to use it for what you need it for, getting to work, getting your kids around, you know, but it's just, if they don't communicate, we don't have any other choice. So you literally had door knockers going around? Yeah. Like a physical person? Yes. I just assumed the letter would come in the mail, and if you didn't pay it, the big hook comes and snags her and takes her away. Nope. nope. Wow, that and is we, actually... And you know, another funny thing is um, the owner he used to donate a car to the Hope Auction every year. Bob Shaver? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, so you get the people that don't pay here, and then they make you out to be the bad guy when it's like, come on. Well, and that's the thing is, well, and, and here we are getting like the world today, which it's just unfortunate uh, in the world today, you're, are, are you way more than likely to leave a review if you had a bad experience? You're going to leave it if you had a bad one for sure and highly unlikely even if you had a good one. It, that's that, And that's the problem is you always hear about the bad stuff. Yep. You know, so, so as Cars and Credit gets this bad rep, you know, it's because they're hearing from the six or seven people who got their cars repossessed yep. or they, they weren't working with them, which they were they just weren't working yes. back you know but you don't hear about the 45 other people who had a great experience because they made all their payments on time and they had a car that they could rely on so, you know and it's just it's it's a crappy situation for all parties because once again i'm sure they would rather be buying from a doll or a yeah. you know or a sugarloaf or a chrysler but you know, they've put themselves in a position or gotten into sure. a position that they have to go to a buy here, pay here. So, so. what were the, was it like a monthly payment? Was it weekly, bi-weekly, or did you just kind of make up your payday own? Payday payments. 
so it was like whenever twice. they got paid. Oh, so because gotcha. that and that that was that's and they still to this day say your job is your credit. So they you know they give us pay stubs to show you know yep. this is what I'm making. Okay. This is you know what I get. Every Gosh, month. financing a car just sounds so risky because you know my dad and I we do the contract for deal with the house. However, we're getting a hefty down payment on something. And granted, it's still your normal thing. However, when you get a house back, most likely it's increased in value. Whereas a car, except for these last couple of years, go that way. <laughs> right. They go down. So getting back uh. and repossessing a depreciating asset sounds terrible. But they're still in business. So they're obviously doing something no, okay. And, and the thing was, and, you know, there were so many days where, you know, you you'd spend most of the day getting yelled at, getting screamed at. Uh, you know, having someone threatening you because you took their car, yeah. you know, or making you feel like crap because you're like, yep. how am I supposed to get my kids to school now when you took, it's like, well, okay. T-bus. Well, well that, but my, my point <laughs> being is, is like, so you have all these people, but then you've got that one person that week that says to you, thank you because sure. no one else would help me get a car right now, and you guys did. Well, that's and that just, like, wipes the slate for me. Like, there were so many instances in that business where someone would be, they were so grateful. They're like, we need this car, you know. And, and those are the people who made every payment on time, every time, because they knew that this is their last chance. Yeah. You know, I need a car to get to work. I need a car to be able to provide for my kids, my family. Sure. And they're like, I am not going to screw this up anymore. And, you know, they took that, sure, you yeah. know, as that opportunity. They're like, okay, I mean, these are the last people who are going to bet on me. I can't screw this up. No, because you're was, not getting anyone else. Well, exactly. So there was a lot of people who came into it with that mindset. Yep. I loved those customers. They were phenomenal. They were fantastic. Yep. They were the ones that if they called me and said, I'm really short this week. Can I get you next week and pay double? I'd be like, of course. Yep. I, I didn't even think twice about it because they always paid on time. They always communicated. It was those ones that just, I always had to call them and I, they were always dodging and yeah, pulling back the, 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 the curtain a little here. Those are the ones that if I had to go repossess their car, yes, I took pride in that. Yes. I enjoyed Hold it. On. You had to go do it. Oh yeah. I repossessed cars. I'm opening a, a whole other door here. <laughs> so you sold cars. You're the one that had to talk to them about their payments. Yep. And you had to go repossess it. I thought like Borkowskis yep. would go repossess. Ooh. Oh, so you guys had a hook? Well, because, yeah, because they also own Angst Motor Service out in Minnesota City. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. Did you ever have fun doing it? Like, oh, I absolutely. see those videos out oh, no, there. Here's the thing, though. We didn't, we didn't need a tow truck. Yeah. We didn't need a tow truck. Oh, he had a spare set of keys? Yeah. Oh, Every vehicle that that was financed, we had a spare set of keys. <laughs> it's come out. There's no Well, and here's left. the thing. In Minnesota, so this was the this is the crazy thing about Minnesota. If you let's say your payment is due on Friday and we close at six o'clock. Mm -hmm. So your payment is due by six o'clock on Friday. If you did not pay by six o'clock on Friday, I could take those keys. I could go to your house, I could take your car mm, and drive it back to the to the dealership without talking to you, without calling you, without even knocking on your door telling you I'm taking your car. I did not need to do that. In the state of Minnesota, I can do that. Our neighbors next door, a whole other ball game. They protect the non-payer. 
over there, I have to send a letter to them telling them, and it has to be certified. You have to do a certified letter sure. saying, you have 15 days to get current or I'm taking your car. What do you mean by my neighbors over there? Like your physical neighbors no, at your house? Wisconsin. Over oh, in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yes, I'm talking about Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin, yeah, I would have to send a certified gotcha. letter saying you have 15 days to get current or I'm taking your car. And here was the kicker, though. If they refused to sign for it, the 15 days didn't even start until, until the, I yeah. got the letter back. And oh, that man, what a pain. And, well, and the thing is, is that could they could attempt to re-deliver three times. So by yeah. that point, they've had almost, you know, and then the 15 days, they've had three weeks to continue to not pay, to hide the car, to move, you know, or whatever it is. So, like, and I, and I feel bad saying it, but, like, every time someone came in and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Wisconsin, we were just like, oh. Yeah, and there's a lot that come over from Wisconsin because they're literally two miles away. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so and I, 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 I don't know if this is a fact or not, but I, I thought I heard that they actually don't finance over there anymore, and I could be wrong. That would make sense. I could I be wrong. I not do that either. But, but, yeah, Minnesota, though, literally 601, the day you're due, if you haven't paid, I could literally jump in your car with those keys and take off oh. without even having to talk to anybody. So, so then, okay, so you had all these different hats at the same place. Would you get paid salary, hourly, commission, everything? Both. So, I, so, I, had a sal so I had a guarantee, Yep. Um, both as a salesperson and as a manager. I had a salary, and then I had a commission based off of um, how many cars we sold, uh, how many cars we lost, because, I mean, let's be real, you lost some, you know. So well, then what happens there? You just take the hit? You write it off. Oh, yeah, geez. it sucks. Yeah, I mean, because I... It's like just theft of a car. Literally had a woman come buy a car, gave me the sob story. I gave in, you know, because there, there are stipulations, like you have to be at your job for so long because yeah, yeah. you, you have to kind of prove that you have some roots in the area. Well, this woman literally sat in my office crying to me about how I, I'm literally going to lose my job if I don't have a car. I have to have a car. She'd only been there for like six weeks. So sure. I was already like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this because ours was always six months to a year. Yep. And she'd only been there for six weeks. So I was like, oh, I really shouldn't do this. But I gave in. I gave in. I knew a woman that worked at the place she was working. I'd called her. I, she's like, oh, yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. She'll be, it, it's, I think, think we're going to be just fine. I'm like, okay. So I financed the car. Um, it was, uh, we were doing a, a, a promotion where we deferred your down payment. So she didn't, no money up front. Wow, that's risky. Uh, yep, yep. So it was no Jeez. money up front uh, and nothing. So I had not gotten a dime from this woman. First payment comes up doesn't pay call her call her call her check her house check her work check her house nothing finally i called uh, their her work yeah we haven't she just started no showing she hasn't been here in a while oh jeez find out that she moved back so she was originally from uh the chicago area oh yeah moved back there and i'm like it's gone eh, Liter it she literally got a free i mean not a dime was paid so on you, that they car. can't even like Go get a judgment against these people. I mean, that's what we would do. That's if not see. The the thing was is, 
a lot of people hear that, like, well, why can't you just like to get a judgment on I it? I mean, the judgments are kind of useless unless you're well, holding against them for something else. But the they problem, already can't get well. First, you have to, anyways. Well, first you have to find them, because yeah. that's the other thing is like half the, the certified time, mail, right? Exactly. Yeah. Half the time you don't even know where right. they are anymore. Jeez. You know, that's that's the problem. And then even if you do get the judgment, it half the time you're not going to get the money anyway because you know there's a reason they're not paying as you said most yeah. of the time it's because they don't have a job if they don't have a job you can't get paid anyway so you just spent all these court fees to not get a dime back anyway right, so right, right. we just had the policy that was like we're just not even going to do that you know i mean if, if everything's very solid it's like okay we know they're working we know they're still in town and then we'll do it you yep. know but it, i think in my entire and I worked for them for f almost five years. No, six years, almost six years. I think we took one to court. Okay. Did you get anything back? Uh, we actually, we ended up settling. They actually ended up just oh. like, they, they didn't think we we're actually going to do it. Oh, yeah. And then, we actually, the waters. and then we did yeah, it. Yeah. And they were just like, they just paid us. And then we were done. So we didn't actually, so we so were supposed to. So much easier when you do that, right? Well, we were supposed <laughs> to go to court. And then they were like, oh, God, they're actually going to do this. And then they just. Yeah, you the know. people they would just realize it's easier just to pay your bill and keep the thing. Well, and than running around. But once again, like, for lack of better terms, like we were in the business of helping people. That's what we were trying to right. do. Yeah, you no, know? I, and yeah. and it it just once again it stinks. This is kind of turning into a like promotion for cars and credit. But I mean, literally, like I I'll like start I, my own one up over there. I, I seriously like <laughs> I I feel terrible because like I said, I know that they have kind of a bad rep, but it's like yeah, that's just because of those bad reviews and a few people that didn't pay their damn bill and they're just mad. Well, and, and then everyone's Paul all came and took the keys. Took the car out of the driveway. Well, but the thing With is, too. With the car too. seat in it, then, probably. And then, well, then some people are like, oh, they're overcharging. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because they're taking all the risk. Like, that's yes. the thing is you can't take all the risk and not expect to get something. So for yes. people to be like, oh, their cars are overpriced. Well, yeah, that's because, uh, okay, fine, go, get, go try and get a car somewhere else. Yeah, you know, right. they, they have to. They have to or they'll go bankrupt. There's, there's yep. just, you can't. I mean, the amount of loss versus the amount of gain, if they don't charge a little bit more for their cars, they wouldn't be in business. How old were you when you did this job? Oh. It, were you in college or fresh out of college? No, no. I was, I, I'd been out of college for a while. What would um, you go to school for first before you asked uh, that? Mass communications with emphasis in photojournalism. I thought it was emphasis in repossessions. Uh, um, no, <laughs> no. I, I went to school to be a photojournalist. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we got a video going. We got a video. Oh well, video journalism. I yeah. guess. not even journalism. I heard there's an opening at casting couch. <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it. But no, I I think I'm trying to look back because. So how, like, why did I, you take I this job? I think I started there in 2009. Okay. I, I think it's what or, yeah, it was 2009 because I was with my wife we were just dating but i was with my wife at the time um yeah so it was like 2009 so how'd you decide hmm. to do that job like so hey i need a job uh, or? Yeah, i needed a job okay. i wanted something in sales and they, they were looking for a salesperson and i'd never done car sales i'm just like oh, let's give it a whirl so so did you okay so i dealt cars for about two and a half to three months in atlanta i was at a kia dealer absolutely hated it but the rules down there are a lot different. Yeah. The rules down there are they're open seven days a week, 
because you know here in Minnesota and Wisconsin, Sundays were, Sundays are closed. Yep. So every other Sunday I had to work from noon to six at least. Yep. I'm like, well, that's almost a full day right there. Then every Saturday it was nine to nine. There's not even a car lot around here open till past five hardly on a Saturday. And down there it was nine to nine. And if you had a deal going, you stayed there until that deal was done. Yep. No matter if you had to work the next day or not. Yep. I remember one time a person came in at about eight o'clock at night. I was there till eleven. And then I had to come in the next morning. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. So I'm down in Atlanta for wrestling, going back to that. And I'm sitting here dealing cars until all hours of the night, not making that much. Because we're at a Kila dealership, they were high volume. So the only way you were going to make any money on a new car is if you could sell them on a higher model, which was the SX yep. at the time. And if you could try to get it above MSRP, which rarely ever happened because we were a high volume one. So most likely it was under MSRP. I was like, you were either at or under. It was yep. like a stipend. You sold the bottom of the line, $100. Next one, 200 I got really good at selling hybrids. And you know the reason why is because my dad had a hybrid Ford Escape in the, like a mid-2000s one. So I knew like the ins and outs of buying or hybrids. And I sold those so easy. And I got $300 stipend on that. Hey, just remember, don't talk to me about what cars your dad had because I was supposed to be getting your dad's Ram that you forgot to tell him about. Yeah, well, I rammed you with that one by accident. I apologize on that. Hold on now. We still, you refill me or what? I think it's your turn. Fill you? <laughs> that's weird. Isn't that empty? Oh, I thought I finished Almost. that up. All right, all right. So, anyways, I'm down there. Oh shoot, I'm down there dealing cars. I'm like, why am I down here dealing cars? I could do this back in Minnesota. Well, it's just, well, but he, but, but, you had to do something. Correct. Yeah. You know, because you, I mean, you were in training. I'm yeah. assuming at that point you weren't like getting paid anything dollars. for doing doing that. So I still don't get paid for anything doing it. So. Well, no, no, no. Well, I but mean, I have you a get, career. Yes. Well, I was gonna say. So you're down when you're training. Even though you were doing matches and stuff <sighs> like that, you obviously I don't. I would imagine you're not getting paid to do the matches because they're looking at it as as this is training for you. That's correct. So you needed to do something. Yeah, and I, you know, and, and and car sales can be. I mean, there's people who make oh, yeah. incredible careers off of selling cars. You know. So then, what I would do is I I would try to go over to the uh, used side. Oh god! Because you can make a lot more. So money much on more it. money there. So I would like I sold a used car one time. I made like 540 bucks. I'm like, oh, I'll stay over here as much as I can. And they're like, no, come on over to the new side because we were right next to each other. And the other guy's like, no, you can just stay over here. So I'd just kind of like float around between the two, hoping to get. Oops. Yeah. Because <laughs> it didn't really matter, but I was Kia trained. So I'm like, oh, what the hell does that matter? But anyways, so I would sell people on hybrids and I get $300 stipend. But the whole thing with Kia is their warranties are amazing. So the batteries were covered because that was number one question. What about the batteries? What if those go bad? I go, well, you got a 100,000-mile warranty or 10 years, whatever comes first. You probably won't even have this car in 10 years, so you're probably fine. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Well, and that was oh, God, that was the one thing when I was in car. So, I mean, obviously at Cars and Credit, it was all used. But so when I went to Walls, the thing that killed me was that. And what did Walls sell? Uh, so Walls was, when I was there, was uh, Chevrolet Buick GMC. 
I know. I just want the listeners to know. No, yes, yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> and they changed a lot. I mean, I, I remember people coming in really? for service. I mean, they they still had like Oldsmobile Pontiac. It used oh, to be. Yeah, it used to be Buick Oldsmobile Pontiac. Yeah. They didn't even have Chevys for a while, but um, it, you know Pontiac and Olds, you know, went under, so they had to make yep. you know figure it out. So they ended up going uh, Chevy Buick GMC. Um, but the thing was, is like. You walk in the door and they flat out tell you you're going to make a crap ton of money in used, but then they keep pushing you to try and sell new. And it's like, why? I don't. I in one in one used sale, I made over a thousand dollars. I was not able to make more than two hundred and fifty dollars on a new sale. Mm -hmm. Why in the heck would I waste my time? trying to sell new cars yep. when I could make thousands of more dollars selling. And I mean, and I get it. There's, you need to be a team player and if you can only get so many cars at the dealership, if you don't sell this many new, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. and I know, and there's a science to it. There is. And I, and the uh, spike, uh, the guy I worked for at walls, spike, he had, no, he was the sales manager he there. He's a wrestler. <laughs> he should have been. A wrestler. He was, tall dude too but no spike had it down to a science like he was and he could i hate to say manipulate because he what i mean he was everything was kosher like everything sure. he did was kosher but the best it's the best word i have is he knew how to manipulate the system to make it work so well for our dealership and our so our new sales always looked so good and like i said he wasn't doing anything wrong like everything yeah. was legit but it's just he had it down to a science so good. Um, I learned a lot from that man. When you went there, did they put you through a training? Yes. Well, I like mean, what kind of training? Chevrolet. It was, it was a, or, or General Motors. It was a General okay. Motors training. Gotcha. Um, and so I had to learn about, obviously, like the new, the new cars and everything yep. about them. Um, but then there was just like some, I mean, they assumed. You know, when you're coming in there, you have some sales experience. So sure. there wasn't a ton of sales training. Just learning the cars, basically. But that was the thing is, like, if you're a good salesperson, I don't care if it's car. I don't care if it's a widget. I don't care if it's radio advertising. If you're good at sales, you're good at sales. Sure. What sure. you need to learn is your product. That's yeah. what it is. Like, it, I mean, and sales to me has always been one of those things that people are like, well, how do you be good at sales? I'm just like... That's hard to teach. That's something that you either are good at or you're not. Yeah, you're not like in between, somewhere in limbo. You either suck at it, but you got to have a personality like exactly. you where like you, you can just sit here and talk to like you, have you to, and me. Now we've been going for at least an hour and a half, and we're just sitting here talking, having a conversation. I feel like you have to do that with people because then you can relate to them. Well, they trust and they you. trust you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, they yeah, trust we, you. we just finished each other's sentence, basically. Oh, that was cute. But that, that's the <laughs> thing about sales is, I mean, there's your slimy salesman, yeah, you know, or, or slick bag hair, or, or oh, and the, and the oh, snake, the snake, <laughs> snake skin boots, and like, yeah, I give you the best deal you've ever seen, you know, that guy. <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, as much as like the, when when you think of salesmen, that's what you think of, and that's the sad part is because yeah. those are not the good salesmen; those are the snakes. 
the good salesperson is the person that gets the repeat business because the yep. people trust them, the people like honor <clears throat> them. They're like, you did right by me. You know, I mean, I, I, there's, there were so many times at, you know, when I worked at walls that people would come in saying, I want this, I want it with this, 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 and this. And I would sit and talk with them a while. And I'm like, but that's not what you need. Like I'd hear their story and I'd be like, so why are you wanting a two door sport coupe when you have three children at home and you're, this is your going to be your main vehicle. Because like this daddy's is going through midlife. Well, but that's my point is like, if you can get to the point where they trust you to be yeah. like, Oh, you're right. This is a bad decision. And you've literally just talked them out of a, you know, $75,000 vehicle to talk them into a hundred thousand dollar Cadillac. Escalade. Well, I, I was actually going the other direction, oh, but you're such a nice sales guy. <laughs> but that was the thing is yeah. like, there was moments where literally people came in, they wanted this, 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 this. And I'm like, but that's not what, what you need. Yep. Cause I'd, I'd be like, Oh, so you're buying this for a fun car. Well, no, this will be my regular driver. Okay. The Corvette will be your regular driver. So you're telling me, yeah, well, that, <laughs> to, to, I mean, this is exaggerating a little, but yeah. Okay. So you have three children. This is going to be your daily driver that you need to take them to school in. And you're wanting a Corvette coupe with two doors and two seats. Yeah. What's wrong with this picture? You know, so I'm taking them out of the driver's seat of a, you oh, know, potentially $90,000 vehicle and saying, no, you need this minivan <laughs> or or you know third row suv yeah that's forty thousand dollars you know and i you know that for me got a lot of trust out of my clients and repeat business because they were like you took the time to figure out you know what i needed i mean are yeah. you going to get the guy who's coming in to look for the fun <clears throat> corvette and that's what he's specifically looking for absolutely yeah also on that Every day of the week and never on Sunday because we're in Minnesota. Ah, but you know, what I mean? yes. twice on Saturday, we'll go with that. Um, but when someone comes in and they they open up their world to me and will tell me this is my world, and their world and what they're asking for don't match up, yeah. I don't have a problem telling them. <laughs> See, that takes a there's lot of something wrong here. That kind of stuff. But that's but that's why I love house <clears throat> sales too because well, I love. I, okay, go on because I want to tell you what I like about it. Because, well, so for the same reasons, that's why I like house sales. You know, when someone's telling me this is what they are looking for, but then I get to know them, like, that's not what you need, though. Like, like when someone, oh, I'll, I'll just, like, well, perfect example. I had a client recently that, I mean, she's got three kids, you know, and she's also supporting her daughter's, one of her daughter's kids. And yeah. she's like, uh, minimum two bedroom. I'm like, I don't think a two bedroom is going to suit you very well. That's going to be a very cramped place to be living. Or you're so. going to repeat house sale. <laughs> well, yeah. there's that too. But like, but but see that 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 could be the slimy take. That's like, a slime. You know, that's a slimy pole with the slick back hair. Yeah, you know. But it's like yeah. so for me. Like I sat down with her. And I said, let's really look at what you need. And so we like literally did this filled this sheet out and, yep. and said, this is what's going on in your life. This is how many kids you have. This is how many spaces you need. So why are you looking for a two bedroom when you literally have five people in your household? Maybe what we need to do is we need to like make up a sheet of a background of these people and say, here, fill this out. And now let me assess. And then we'll do some pros and cons with you. <laughs> and then we'll figure out you have, what you, you need you rather than what yet? you want. Nope. I have how long have you been in the business? 10 years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
I tell them, give me your resume. I want to know where you worked. No, but here's one thing that's really that people don't understand about realtors because we also, as realtors, we can get people think we're slimy too. And I go, well, it's a, it's a sales thing. It's I know a, it's a sales thing. We're all salesmen. But I'm, I go to them, I go, hey, just you so know. you know, we have to follow rules. Car salesmen could lie out of their teeth oh. to make a sale, and it could be false. Well, and but <clears throat> there are some realtors that they still, get sued, though. That's the difference. But they're still out there. Well, <laughs> there's some slimy ones. I know, and I always try to put my clients at ease. I'm like, in our area, there's some slimy ones. Well, I'm sure there are. Not there mentioning names are. because then I'll get in trouble, but. You know. <laughs> Well, that's okay. We don't need. But names. you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about <laughs> because they're everywhere. Some of them are even veterans of the sales game, and it's like we have to follow these rules, or we can get sued for big bucks. And we're not talking like a thousand dollars here. It's like twenty-five thousand dollars. That's a few sales. Well, there. you get you get fined. <clears throat> you know, you your license will get suspended. Yep. So not only do you owe money, you owe money when you can't make money. And it, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's even worse. So th that's even funnier because you don't need a license to sell cars. You can be nope. any Joe Schmo. They'll put you through their little training course. And I got to tell you a story about my training course. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you can just go off and sell a car. You're not going to get your license suspended, but we can. Yep. And I always try to put people at ease. I'm like, it's not what you think. Like, yeah, it is a sales commission based job, pers you know, just like cars are, but we have to follow a set of rules. We have to do our due diligence of being basically a loyal dog to them because we can't disclose who these people are. We can't discriminate. We can't do any of that kind of stuff. I'm like, this is like one, when you're buying your biggest asset, which a house is pretty much everyone's is, biggest yeah. asset, the biggest purchase they'll make, we can't go around and be slimy. No. So. I'm like, well, especially can, these days. I mean, with the internet and everything, oh, no like kidding. one bad deal and you could be yeah. sunk. Yeah, because then you got Zillow out there. You can leave a review. And luckily, I have a five star on mine. So do I. Hey, hey cheers to five star reviews on Zillow. I just had a nice one actually just recently. They go, but the thing is, they own a business in town. So they understand the feedback and the yeah. reviews make so much sense. And they own the Norvery. So shout out to Norvery. They're fantastic food there. Beyond the point, is that the Vietnamese place over there? <clears throat> yeah. My, oh, I've heard. I my my wife loves it. So yeah, I have not had. I and do they have pho there? Yep. Oh, I gotta go. They do. That. It's right on the wall. Actually, it has it tells you what it is because I, I didn't know what it was. And we went in never there. Never had. You didn't know what pho was? I did not know. Oh, pho is so good. Dude, I've never even had Vietnamese food before until here. But however, I probably don't really get your. Typical Vietnamese food. When we go in, we order spring rolls, which are fresh as can be. With uh, we do the shrimp in ours, and then I get the fried rice, and I, I add the chicken, and I add the shrimp in there. And we just were there last night. Oh, so good! I'm like, I've got to leave a review because they left a beautiful review for me on Zillow, and they asked me, they go, "Can we leave a review for you somewhere?" And I sent them the link, and they wrote a really nice one. Funny thing is, actually, one of my students, my former students, hooked me up with them. Oh, she nice. babysat for him. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, that was really nice of you to do that. Well, that was, I think that's the thing with real estate, too, is like, yes, you can do your your leads, you know, mm -hmm. through certain things. But, I mean, what it really boils down to is word of mouth, 
Um, and I think like, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not trying to plug this for, you know, the radio station either, even though I worked there, oh, the river went along uh, along. but I mean, I mean, local, local advertising is kind of important, but really yeah. word of mouth is really where it's at and having well, people refer you. See, here's the thing huge. though, when you get into a sale with someone, it's not like one day you go and buy a car, you can go out that day with the car and you're done. You almost become in a relationship with them from the day you start showing them houses to the day it closes, which could be anywhere from as early as roughly maybe 30 days if they're getting I was going to say, yeah. Yep. All the way up to, man, it could be a couple months. So you're yep. into a relationship with them. And not only that, it turns into almost a friendship because some of the people like you, I mean, I knew you before that, but you and me, we became pretty good friends because we're looking at houses. I learned who your family was. I know your kids now, and I also teach them, which is also crazy in its sense because I'm like, oh, I'm going to see your dad today. That's <laughs> kind of funny. And you all of a sudden start knowing their family, and then you become friends with them. And then maybe they're playing on your sports team and mm -hmm. stuff like that because I had one of those last year. He used to work at the park rack and sold him a house, and all of a sudden became good friends, and he goes to trivia with me every so often. I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny actually – become friends with these people yeah. and that's what it takes to get that repeat business is becoming almost family slash friends with them which that's kind of fun and i i don't know i just feel like it's the safe purchase you can make because we can't dick you we can't be slimy you can try to be slimy but some do but i don't then but if they could get sued and that's not worth it not to get your license suspended or taken away and then owe money on top of that Ugh. that's like a kick in the nuts while you're already down. Who knew that this was going to turn into a real estate TED Talk? <laughs> well, now... Well, I, sales. A sales TED Talk. I well, guess, now I want to go back to the car sales. Yes. Okay. So, gonna... when I got into it, and Georgia has different rules, because obviously yep. they're open on Sundays, we were told by the management to call and call and call people to the point where they get so annoyed with you that they call our managers and complain about us. They go, we don't care if they call and complain about you. In fact, we will shake your hand and say, good job. So Dave and I, we were there. We worked at the same Kia dealership. We went over to the mall that was like a half a mile away. We took our business cards and put them all over the place. The security guards called one of our phones. I think it was mine. And I went and told the management. And they're like, we don't care. Good job. They said, just don't come back here and do this again. And I told our management. They go, you should go back and do it again. So here, this is where I'm going with this. I had a lead, and until they told you to take them off their list, you just kept repeating call. And you know you get those on your phone nowadays. Yep. So I, re I kept calling this lady who wanted to buy a Kia Sorento SX. So it's top of the line. I'm like, oh, this is a good one. I'll just keep calling. Kept calling, kept calling. Left messages, left messages. One day I'm at wrestling training, and I was just calling. No, wait, they called me back. And it was her boyfriend who called, and he's mad at me. Stop harassing my girlfriend. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Next day I go in. I think it was a Friday. I go in and tell the management, they're like, oh, yeah, good job, you know? Later that day, they came in and bought a car from somebody else, and I got half the commission because they, she was already in my system under yeah. my name. And I go over to this guy, and they're buying a Kia rent, just like they were telling me they wanted to buy. As the guy's working on the deal with him, I go, hey, question for you. What's their name? He told me their name. I go... That lady's boyfriend, the guy that's sitting with her right now, just cussed me out last night on the phone about me harassing his girlfriend, and they're not going to buy a car. 
and they're here today buying it. Management was so happy about it. <laughs> so they want to oh. ask people though. Why would you? Oh man, that that. Uh, I which mean, part we, are you? We, which part are you frustrated about? That I got had to, I was supposed to harass people. No, well, yeah, because we <laughs> we had a system like that too, and. It, the funny thing is, though, is it, it really depends on who the person is. Like, mm-hmm. I had a guy that came and bought a car from me because I kept calling him. He goes, I was impressed with your tenacity. So, Ooh, tenacity. Big word, guys. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but in, in certain, but I, but I also had people that refused to come back because of it. So it's like, it's, sure. it's a. Depends on who the person's personality yep. is. See, now you told me you weren't a car guy, and here we just spent half hour talking about you dealing cars. Yes. So, again, this podcast ain't just about classic cars or knowledge yeah. of cars. It's about stories about beer, cars, whatever. Oh. Okay, so you have a lot of nice cars. Yeah, yeah. But I what's agree. the one that you can't have that you want? That I can't have? What's, that, the, I what's that one that you're like? Oh, because I don't have the money to buy it yet. Or? Whether it's money, whether okay, it's a it's... money situation, then. All right, so throw the money. Money is not an item. You can have any car you want. Man, oh, you're this is good. So <laughs> this is a good one because it used to be a Dodge Viper. All day, every day, I would have said Dodge really? Viper. Really? Oh. I never liked the Vipers. Okay, but now that I'm getting older, so I got big into watching Ford versus Ferrari the movie. And okay. have you seen it? Nope. Oh, dude, you gotta watch that. Not a car guy. You are. You dealt cars. You repoed cars. <laughs> you repoed cars. I just mean a car. Okay, whatever. All right. Well, well, you wanted my dad's Dodge Ram, damn it. I didn't. My dad did. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn. Sorry, sorry, Abner's. No Ram. Ram. It was Dodge Ram back when he bought that one because it was a 2012. Now it's Ram alone. So, anyways, um, so Ford versus Ferrari. Backstory quick, just on this. It was the 24 Hours Le Mans race where they race for 24 hours. You oh, do, yeah. Okay, so you know that. I know what it is, yeah. Okay. Or Not you, that, that out of sorts. Well, I mean, that's like a race that everyone knows because it takes place across Well, seas. do you want to know why I know about that one? Because well, it's had know? some of the worst car crashes ever. Oh, so you get you get a hard-on over car crashes. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm that guy at NASCAR. Crash! Crash! Come on, Crash! <laughs> Some people are there for this. Instead of, the, instead of the, oh, look at that. They're taking another left turn. Ooh, in a circle oh, again. I digress again. Go so, ahead. okay. Anyways, Ford built a supercar to compete against um, Ferrari, obviously, because that's what the movie is about. And oh. so they built the Ford GT. Yes, I was going to say, I think I know what this car is. Okay. Someone in town had one. Yeah. I saw them filling up at Gordy's. What? When? How long ago? What oh. color? It was a uh, uh, white. It was either white with blue or blue with white. Mm, okay. So, anyways, sorry. They built. Uh, I think it was '66. They built the Ford GT40. It was the one that competed against it. So they had some in the '60s. Then they remade them in about 2005 to 2009. It was the newer one that he had. Yes. But now they make another one in 2020, Ooh, okay. And Dahl Auto Museum down in Lacrosse has one. I like the model year. The second one. Did I show you a picture at the last Remlinger auction? It was a white one with blue stripes. That's why I was asking you. I think so, yeah. Yep. That one went for $395,000. $395, Those brand new were one fifty back in 05. We looked at, we, well, we didn't look at it. It was at the State Fair. Yep. And I looked up to it. 
<laughs> it was so funny. I was looking at him, talking about him. I'm like, well, how much are one of these? Huh, more than you can afford, kid. You know, kind of being a dick. I go, well, my dad fucking can. <laughs> and I'm like, so... Watch the language. Sorry, kids. You had to beep yourself. Beep. All right. Well, anyways, it was funny because I was a high school kid at that point. In 05, I was like a junior in high school. And um, so I'm like, well, my dad can, obviously. I mean, whatever. But that model year, I love because it, it's, it's a newer version that's replicated after the 60s version with all the newer parts in it. I mean, old cars, face it, they're going to have leaks. They're going to have problems. But it's also... More of the story, it's from this year and all that. But I love that 2005 to 2009, whatever that is, the one you saw filling up, that's probably the car I would dream to have, okay. is that one. And I think it goes back to the backstory of, because that wasn't, if you'd asked me this question four or five years ago, it wouldn't have been that car. Okay. However, the background story on the cars, I actually like. So my dad and I differ from that because... My dad likes the looks of a car, and I like the story behind a car. It also needs to look good. And I go back to the, the Mustang right there. It looks like your average, everyday convertible Mustang. However, it's the Ford Shelby GT500, and it's signed on the dash by Carroll Shelby, who is the one that invented or designed the GT40 that competed in the Le Mans race back in the 60s, and they won like three years in a row. Because Ferrari was the top dog, and Ford came in, built a car, and beat him like three years in a row. So I like a little bit of the story. So to me, that car back there holds a little place in my heart because it's signed by Carroll Shelby, who died back in 2012. So the GT40, the new version, is probably the car. If someone said, hey, you can have any one of them, what do you want? Probably be that. All right. Now, there's other ones that I really like, but I think that's the one I would want. Like, I would love a Rolls-Royce. I think it'd be so cool. But here's the thing. <clears throat> those cars are a maintenance nightmare. Because yep. around here, we don't have anyone to fix those. You, need to, you have to go to at least a minimum of either Minneapolis or Chicago to get anything done. So there's a Bentley on Facebook. It's like $39,000. It's an 06. Really cool, like a baby blue almost, sapphire blue. And I'm like... Wow, that'd be so cool. It's only 40 grand. It doesn't have that many miles on it. But where am I going to get it serviced? So I looked up, what's an oil change on one of those? About 500 bucks. Ooh. Yeah, when you go, to, you go to Walmart and get a $40 oil change, it's like, $500, huh? Wow. Because I usually do full synthetics in all mine. Yeah. So I usually pay at least $100 to $150 on my oil changes. And I'm okay with that because of the fact that I'm a car guy. <laughs> uh, yes, I even with his oil changes, he pops well, it, his pinky. No, well, kidding. it comes with little gold flakes in it, like a gold schlager. Oh, I it's love it. The gold it. schlager, of the oils. gold schlager reference. Yeah, I love well, it. You know, bring some people back. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I like to do that because not only can you get a little bit more mileage out of it, but it's supposed to, performance-wise, in your car, be better, and also longevity. It's supposed to be better. So, so I'm, I'm looking up my dream car because I, I feel terrible that I have to look it up. Oh, Paul. I know. I have to remember for sure if it's the year. Oh, well, that's okay. If you've got to research yours, that's okay. Because for me, it's very specific. Oh, okay. That's specific, huh? I, I guess know. I had an See? age range, but it's the GT40, the new version. So mine, ah, yep. 1958 Corvette. Well, that's a sexy one. 
I don't care who the hell you are. That's what color though? Uh we're going red, silver, what are we doing? Black. Oh. But here's the kicker. Hold on, hold on. Interior probably red. Or you want black interior? I want here's the thing. Oh. I want black interior. Yeah. Black exterior. And then there's the swoop yep. on the side. I don't want that white. I want that gray. And then I want a red stripe separating the two. Ooh. I've seen one of those. Oh, really? Oh, you've seen one? Yep. Oh, okay. So it's out there. At, I thought you were doing uh, some customization. I saw it at a back to the 50s up at the oh, state Oh, that's so cool. Yep. You've been there then, obviously. Many, many times. My dad and I used to go there every year. Well, I guess you lived in Monticello, so that's not, what do you, like yep. an hour when away I was a maybe? Kid. Yeah, most? when I was a kid, we'd go every single year. So. See, we, now, my dad and I, we went to it once or twice, and they used to have the auto auction up there. Well, now that sense gone, and I, and obviously there's auto auctions, but there's... You know, you got your, um, well, we got Remlinger here. Yep. Then we have you got your Meekum, and you got your Barrett Jackson now. That one, that was by like Twin Cities Auctions, but I don't know if they went out of business or someone bought them out, and maybe, who knows, Remlinger could have bought them out because he bought out the Spring Grove one, or yeah, Spring Grove, right? SG, yeah, him. SG. So maybe they're all in cahoots, and it was all bought out by, who knows? But anyways. Cahoots. Cahoots. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, those cars. They're together. <laughs> so anyways, we went up there. Such a cool experience. First of all, it's at the state fairgrounds. So if you don't go to the state fairgrounds other than for the state fair, you don't even understand that it's a really nice place when it's not packed with 200,000 people in a oh, day. Back to the 50s weekend for me was like joy every yeah. time. Like when my dad was like, hey, we're going to go to back to the 50s. Because it was always like Father's Day-ish weekend. Yeah, and that's the problem here. Mm. It coincides with our steamboat days, which yep. we, there's always something going on here, which always stunk because I remember people would say, well, I'm going to back to the 50s, and I don't know if I want to be in the Winona because we have a car show here, obviously. Yep. So it's like, ah, which one do I go to? That one's cool, but this one has all our local friends here. Yeah. So it's one of those things. I don't know. It was fun, though. Then they had the auction, and then I bought a Porsche Boxster at the auction for like eight grand. It was a fancy car. It wasn't fancy. Was that that little yellow one? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. It was one. such a chick mobile, but that thing drove so smooth down the highway. All right. That's all that matters. And then I traded it in for the Supra that's back there, the new Supra, the launch edition Supra that's back there. The red there. one? Yeah, the red yep, one. I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> so funny. Andy you Kaiser, I, tra I traded in because I was dealing with him. I was trying to sell it at the Remlinger auction, and I'm like, if I can get more money here than I get for a trade-in, I'll do it. But it has to make sense because of the tax purposes. So, little, you know, long story short, I traded it in because it was the same price that I could have gotten over there. Plus, I would have had the auction fees and all that. Yep. So, I traded into Dahl, Andy Kaiser. You, you know, you said his name earlier. After I was getting, the, like, the first oil change on the Super, he goes, did you know that the clutch was going on that? I'm like, no. Because the clutch was smooth, I thought. He goes, yeah, the clutch was on its, like, last leg. I'm like, Really? I'm like, that thing was like, I thought it was smooth as butter. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. But again, when you buy an auction car, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. So it is kind of scary because there's no one to go to. All you can do is say, oh, damn owner. But you're not going to get a hold of the owner. So. Yeah. And that car up in the front there, that uh, 1930 Model 8, that came from the same day we went up there. So funny. We had to call Justin and his wife to come up. And uh, his wife drove him up, and he had to drive one of the cars back. <laughs> 
Call me next time you have to do that, man. This was before you and me were hanging out. I know, there. that's fair. I know, you'd enjoy it. Because didn't you want to get a cycle too, I heard? Don't tell your wife. Wives always seem to have a problem with motorcycles, and I don't know what the reason is. I mean, they bitch Sa- when you're there, sadly, but I'm they don't want you to die. Sadly, I'm, I'm more of a gamer than I am a wanting oh. to a bike, so I'll probably put more money into a Xbox than I would into a motorcycle. A little less danger, I suppose. <laughs> Well, it depends on how, who you're talking to. Because well, my you know, wife may be like, you bought an Xbox? So we'll see. Well, that's the thing. You know, they don't want you to buy the cycle because it's too dangerous. But then they don't They want to <laughs> bitch at you. So I'm confused. Don't you want me to die? Nah. <laughs> oh, Potato, man. potato once again. So. Oh, All right. So I have an idea. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Maybe this is going to be the start of something new. Nope. Nope. I, I, so I'm, I'm, I, was, I was thinking about, okay, so how do we wrap this? Because we... we it's, yeah, what have we been going for, like two hours now? Yeah. So I've decided that how we're going to wrap this, I'm going to, since we're doing this flip the script thing on you, Yeah. and it's been more of me asking you questions. Oh, actually, it's been pretty even. It's been pretty 50-50. So, but what I'm going to do is I'm gonna, we're going to end it on a rapid fire this or this okay to you okay so i like this this is because cool. i did this a lot with uh i, I did this with uh, i get to name drop now ah here we go finally a name drop yep. so uh the first person i ever did this with uh not quite as big of a per- name but a uh, great guy uh battling a very serious disease uh, steve mongo mcmichael okay yep that was Met my him first too. person uh, Matt or Jeff Hardy was the second person I got to do this with. Okay. And Rick Springfield was the last person oh, I got to do this with. So oh my it was God. a lot of fun. So it's rapid fire questions. I'm going to throw them at you. And I, <laughs> I don't want you to think too hard about them unless you have some like crazy awesome story of a reason why. Dude, I love this idea. Okay. So here we go. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. First one hamburgers, hot dogs. Hamburgers with cheese on it. With cheese. Okay. Well done. Hockey puck style. Don't judge me. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> shoes or sandals? Shoes. Okay. Uh, shorts or? Shorts. Jeans. Okay. All right. Well, I, I hate pants for the most part. <laughs> I would rather be in shorts of any sort. So. All right. I, I like You that. need to get the other part out. That, that, that's I fine. I love summer. That's fine. Oh, uh, but the next was uh, summer, winter. Summer. Oh, oh for okay. sure. Dude. Boating on the Mississippi, golfing, softball, just okay. everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, boat, jet ski. Oh, my gosh. That's a good one because I have both. Which one's more fun? Jet ski. Which one's more practical? Boat. So I'd probably go with boat because I can bring more people out. Well, I'm just for being in. Well, for just doing it, jet ski for sure. Perfect. Dude. All right. Uh, top down, top up. Top down. Okay. Short sleeves, long sleeves. Short sleeves. Okay. Sleeveless uh, or tank top to be specific. Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> uh, ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Uh, Van Halen, Van Hagar. I don't know the other one, so Van Halen. <laughs> what is Van Hagar? When Sammy Hagar was the lead singer of Van Halen, do you prefer the David Lee Roth era oh. or the Sammy Hagar era. I don't know. I don't really listen to the music. Okay, here. Give me something I right, listen to. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pump, we're gonna pump, pump the brakes for a second, uh, uh. and I'm going to predict, and he's gonna have to let you know the next time he does this, 
because uh, I'm going to make him. He has homework before the next one of these, whoever he interviews. This wasn't supposed to be homework. Yep, you get homework. Ah, yes, I, okay. I, so you have to listen to uh, David Lee Roth era Van Halen, and you have to listen to Sammy Hagar okay. era Van Halen. And then on the next one of these that you do, I don't care who your guest is, you have to let us know what you prefer. Okay. So I want to know. So want to go off on music just for a moment. I'm a big boy band guy. I know you are. However, <laughs> not your typical Backstreet Boys and Sync as much. He likes O Town. Well, no, and... they're okay. Westlife. <laughs> oh, that's right. Westlife's your Westlife, big one. Westlife. Right. The Irish boy band who is still singing to this day and myself. Okay. But didn't. But didn't there one of their main guy? Oh no, I'm thinking of Oak nope. Town again. Well, no, one of their one, one of their not he wasn't the main guy, but one of their guys did drop out of the band, and he's a solo artist. His name is Brian McFadden. Okay, that's but, right. So uh, that's Westlife. That's right. Because so, there was a, a boy band guy who was just on the Masked Singer. Was there? Yeah, he was an O Town guy though. Oh, maybe I didn't wasn't big into O Town. All right. So all right. I mean, I know the All or Nothing, but that's about where it't stops. Okay. Was it Nick Lachey on? Mass singer one time? I'm pretty sure he was. Yes. Uh, so he, 98 degrees. Yeah, okay, all right, so, all right. Okay, so I like Westlife. And yes, it used to be a five-piece band. Now it's a four, but they are still going, and they started in like 97, 98. And their only big song here was Swear It Again. Funny story, they were, they were, uh, they were uh, not founded, but discovered by Simon Cowell. And their big hit that they were supposed to have in America was Flying Without Wings. However... Ruben Stutter sang it on American Idol and whatever the one of those first seasons was yep. and ruined it. I think that was that didn't the, ruin it. He just ruined the... He just didn't do a good job no, on no, that No, no, no. It was supposed to be debuted by Westlife, but he sang it before it ever got debuted. Oh, no! So I, I'm pretty sure that was the story. Oh, so however, okay. Swear It Again was still a popular one. It wasn't as popular as your Backstreet Boys. But the fact that they're still going and all the other pl- all the other ones have already broken up and now they're re-coming back together, reforming, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, we're all doing that now. I mean, literally, I'm going to a 90s concert tomorrow, which is basically, my childhood's coming back. Well, they're, they've never stopped. They stopped for like a few years, but well, that was it. I think it, now we're going we're gonna to go off on a whole other tangent here. I think, uh, actually, I think you and I had this conversation. I think COVID has really Everyone brought... got bored. Give me more of my Well, music. no, but that's, but that's the thing. I think, I think COVID really took that nostalgia factor for people sure. and changed it. So, yeah. like, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm going on a, on a very thin limb here, but I am willing to bet... That a lot of these, so there's a uh, 2000s nostalgia tour that's going on right now. Really? There's Who's a, that yep, consistent? Nelly. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that, that. Okay. So group. more of hip hop. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, and then there's the 90s one right now. I am willing to bet, and, and like I said, I'm going out on a very thin limb. I bet you these tours would not be happening had it not been for COVID. Possible, because I yeah. feel that COVID triggered, because people were sitting around, they didn't have anything else to do. I yeah. think that people got a lot of nostalgia itch 
during COVID yeah. that they they well. that was what made them feel good. Like thinking about the good times, thinking about the times when things weren't so crazy. You know, because in normal life you don't have time to do that. Yep. So having this downtime of I'm sitting at my house because I can't go anywhere and I'm literally twiddling my yeah. thumbs. A lot of people went back to these these periods that gave them good and warm, fuzzy feelings, for lack of better terms. We knew those things. We did, and I'm I'm not going to deny that. I don't deny that, and I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm just saying that I think COVID has, you know, I mean, hell, the new kids on the block have their own crews right now. Once again, bet you that wouldn't have happened had it not been for COVID. Probably not. Because that's it's that nostalgia thing, and that's why nostalgia is such a powerful thing. Like when you think about, like right now on the river. Once again, I'm not trying to the shameless plug, but like we're doing a um, Christmas movie bracket. Like literally, we're like, what is the best Christmas movie? And we have gotten such a huge response already but that's exactly why because people look back and they're like what were the movies I loved as a kid like for me Home Alone will always be the best Christmas movie but that that was a kid in 1990 when it came out you know some people think It's a Wonderful Life is the best one you know everyone's gonna have just brings you back to wherever you were at that time and makes you feel great exactly I mean and, and I think that you know this like the 90s tour for a lot of people is going to be one of those escapes yep. that they can just just a small escape is all it is for a couple hours yep. and 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 that's why i love music yeah that could be a whole nother podcast well i can but. always have you back i'll always have you back we just we'll do, do a one. music one music. another time yeah. but well, Stephanie and I were supposed to have one about the beer tales. I don't know. Was oh, yeah. We were supposed to be doing rapid-fire questions. Well, I you mean, you went off on COVID, and, you know. Well, no, no, no. You, you went off on uh, boy life. bands. Well, okay, so we go back to American ones, and I liked LFO. If you don't know what that is, oh, that's summer, summer, summer girls. girls. Yep, 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 yep. But girl on TV is such a good. I can listen to that song over and over. In fact, I've listened to that. That's one of the only albums I can listen to over and over and over and over and never get sick of it and it came out in 98 oh man love it okay fine back to it yeah sink or backstreet boys Ooh, uh, <laughs> you had the answer that it went away I yeah i'm trying to think of some of the songs that i really liked from both of them which one do i listen to more i think it's probably backstreet boys really but there's, but there's such like I would this, have pegged I, you as an NSYNC guy. Uh, the, you know, NSYNC has this um, no strings attached. They had This I Promise You. No, This I Promise You is such a good song. But they also had one uh, called I'll Be Good For You. And it's like track number Ooh. 10 or 12. Wait, that was the track. Oh, oh, yeah. Dude, I used to sit in the back of my parents' van, my little headphones on, my <laughs> CD player right here. And don't worry, it was a non-skip one. So if we had a bump, I was good. <laughs> and so you had to. Oh, the, the e, ESP, electronic yes. skip protection. Yes, I ESP. That. So you had your little uh, your little binder, which I had yep. like a 109 thing binder flopping through them. So I had to put the disc in and I had to go through the tracks in order to get the song I wanted. It's not like nowadays, I can just tell Siri what the heck I want. So I remember a lot of things, like what track number certain things were. Like I think on Backstreet Boys, the Millennium one, I think. I want it that way is track number two. I believe, because I think Larger Than Life is number one. And then if you go to like track five, I believe it's um, 
no uh, biggest fan, I think, is the last one. It's like about their moms. It's like, um, mom, you always were the perf- a perfect fan. That's what's called. Oh, okay. All and right. I think that's either track five or the last one. But anyways, you know, go back to that. Nowadays, you don't know what track anything was unless you were back in those days when you no. had to click through it. Well, and the, and, and the thing is... It, I, you obviously know I'm a huge music person. Well, I mean, obviously, a, you wouldn't work at the radio if uh, you weren't. Exactly, and so I'm a, I'm a big advocate of like what music can do to a person. Sure, what gives you feelings? Exactly, sometimes. like. And but that's why I like the boy bands because some of them had. There's obviously some cheesy ones like you know you got Bye 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 that you know it's an awesome song. It's a fun one. You pop it on, everyone knows it. But then yep. there's like. This I promise you, and you get I don't know what it is. You get some feeling because it has like. A little bit of power behind it. That's why I like singing Engelbert when I do karaoke. I suck at singing, but there's something about that power ballad See, well, that just feels good. I don't well, know and what that's it a, is. so what, what the so uh, the going on uh, the love you have for boy bands is the same love. So I have a huge soft spot for the power ballad. Like most people, Michael well, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's mm, no. I I'm a like rock like oh metal okay. metal ballad. So like, when I think so of that, most most people think of like when they think of like hard metal songs, they think of the the fast, the upbeat. But I'm all about the like. Mom, I'm coming home, or Heaven by Warrant, or like I love the the sappy love ballads that these metal yeah. or hair metal groups. You know did. which one I like is <laughs> this is even funnier. It was on the Now Five oh, CD no. disc. Oh no, Bon Jovi, thank you for loving me. That was a good song, still a good song, still have it downloaded on that's, the iPhone. That's my wife's and my song. Oh really? Because so I, we, we, we literally, like, we were sitting in, in, hell, in, not dirty. We're sitting in bed one day, and I literally, this is before we got married, I started hysterically laughing. I couldn't stop. And she goes, what is wrong with you? And I said, nothing. And she's like, no, what's wrong? And I said, I just, I'm so thankful that you love me. Oh. I said that to her. Like, so and I'm sweet. just like, and I'm just like, got kind of a, like, instead of like, oh, I started laughing hysterically. Yeah. Like, it was just the way my system decided to handle it. And so, like, <laughs> for us, well, it was. It was like, it. In, instead of like getting emotional, sure. like, and in, in, like crying about it, like some people would, well. I started literally hysterically laughing. And it caused her to be like, what is wrong with you? And I just said, I just am very thankful that you love me. Thank you for loving me. So that became our song. And but that's like, to me, Bon Jovi is one of those heavy hitting bands, but they make that sappy love song there. And it's such a good song. That's so cute that he thinks Bon Jovi is a heavy hitting band. Well, I mean, okay. That's so cute. let's go on to this heavy metal because you and me performed. I mean, you performed more than me. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I performed with my uncle's band, Hair Metal Radio, as you have many times. But we did one together at Goodview Days back in, what was it, 2018? Remember we dressed up and we were in the crowd trying to get the crowd going, but then we... It was we, at Goodview Days, wasn't it? Yeah, Goodview Days, like 2018, What I think. song did we do together? 
while you were just there, like we dressed up with the band and we were in yeah. the well, we I guess we didn't do a song together. I did the stroke. Yeah, I was and like, then I you did this. your piece that you normally always did, which was like three or four songs, I think. But we were together, is what I'm saying. We didn't oh, perform a song. Okay. I'm so sorry. I, I was like, when you were, I was like, what song would we do together? Like, I was but, very confused. But that was, I mean, I don't really care much for the music, but that performing <sighs> songs like that, yeah, or just perform. I like singing, as you know, because I come to all your karaoke's for the most part. He does. If I had a better voice, I would love to be a singer, but I know my voice sucks. But the performance and the feeling you get from singing something is so cool. And it's like a, an adrenaline rush. Well, once again, I mean, especially in that sense, like you're singing songs that people know, that yeah. people love, and they're getting into it. And once again, as much as, yes, there, there is a personal, you get something out of it, at the same time, for us, we're giving the crowd something that they're attaching yeah. to. Like, and, and it, once again, it goes back to that, like, people thinking it's a selfish thing. It's not a selfish thing. We, we're, we're doing it for them. Like, literally, we are doing it like... We're doing this for you. Well, no, but, that, but, but seriously, like, as much as people, once again, like, I, I get the, the, you just like the sound of your own voice. You just like, you know, you like being in the spotlight. And it's like, no, I... It's, you ever it, think this? Hold on. I want to go off on something. This might be a psychology question. Who knows? Not even a question. A all statement. right. Do you ever think people say that to people that they know that aren't NSYNC? They're not Bon Jovi. They're not Metallica. And they like to just belittle someone just because they're like, you just like the center of attention. Because do you think that they would walk up to Justin Timberlake and go, you, you just like the center of attention. Well, here's the thing. Oh my God, it's Justin Timberlake. No, you know damn well that someone at some point said that to them though. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, there, there's always going to be that person who wants to tear you down. Oh, I'm sure. Like like right now when we post this out there. Oh yeah. Someone's to be like, these guys are idiots. Stupid Jacobson doing that. You know what? For the people who think we're idiots, you know what? We're keeping it family friendly. (laughs) We'll black it off. He even does it. We'll black it off. I hope you stub your toe. Yeah. I hope you stub your toe. On a couch cushion. There. mm, No, I want to go harder on a door frame. Ooh, ouch. I hope, I hope you stub your pinky toe on a door frame because those are the worst. I did that three weeks ago and my pinky toe still hurts. So I hope it happens to you. But that's, but that's the point. Like, I I think that there's, there's always going to be, I mean, we remember it from grade school. There's always going to be people that see other people doing well or succeeding that want to tear you down or just having fun well that's a, just yeah, enjoying exactly. it. like oh, how dare you enjoy yourself like they're just they just <laughs> I, they just get off yeah. on tearing people down oh and i get made fun of for wrestling all the time i mean granted i am oh i get made fun of in being a fan of wrestling yeah all the, my the entire radio station belittles me every single day but do you think i care no i don't well, we I, turned I, into a bit like it's literally like Paul does not enjoy sports, but for some strange reason, he thinks professional wrestling is a sport. It's the only honest sport left, Paul. Exactly. Don't let them tell uh, you well, otherwise. My, my, my favorite thing is they're like, oh, it's all predetermined. I'm like, mm, isn't the NFL right now, too? Oh. Yeah, we know it wasn't predetermined. My broken face. How many, like... 
Because now you have to explain that story. I mean, I know it, but now everyone else is like, <laughs> Is this thing even recording anymore? What is he anymore? talking about? Is this thing even recording anymore? Do you want me to check? You should go check. Okay. Check that bad boy. <laughs> See, is there a time limit? Yeah, I don't know. I, I was wondering more about my... still going? Top. Yeah, it's still going. Good. Keep her going. Well, All right. I might as well check both. You might as well check both. <laughs> Get back to old man. That's going too, no. so... Well, I didn't run out of, you know, I didn't run out of film. Not I brought plenty edit. of film along. I brought pr plenty of tape for us to record our stuff. So Apparently yeah. plenty of beer, too. So uh. well, Yeah, look at this. We just got two more. So anyways, yeah, I mean, I had a broken, I got a broken face in, uh, in a match. Yeah, and you that, know what? hence this scar Thanks right a lot, here. Moose. He's a nice guy, though. That he, is true. Yeah, this yeah. is the funniest thing, though. Okay, so this scar right here, that if you can see it, this scar here, it's from my surgery, basically. And then I had to get cut open under my eyebrow, right here and up under my lip to push out my orbital bone because his back of his head landed on my, on my okay. face. So here's we're, what happened. No, no. We're, we're, we're going to do a slight... Chris got his face crushed. In fake wrestling. In fake wrestling. <laughs> yeah. In fake wrestling, my <laughs> face was broken. That was the best comment you could have done. <laughs> yeah. That's why when we talked about it earlier, I said... It's predetermined. That does not, it's not fake. But my face was really broken. Oh my god. Really gosh. broken. So anyways, it was one of his first matches at the, at the facility. And we did, th um, Thursday nights was always fans come in. It was only like 20 people because that's all we really had. It, but well, we also it up. It was had 23. 23 and a half. <laughs> there was a big guy in the front row. Oh, no, okay. Just all right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, and then we also had a camera like this you were working in front of. And that was the whole idea is you're working for the crowd, but you're also working for the hard cam, which is the one that's the steel cam. So anyways, uh, we're having a match and he was a buddy of mine. Like I went over and hung out at his house. Um, I went to the Falcons training camp cause he was a uh, former NFL player. And anybody that knows independent wrestling will know Moose is in impact wrestling. Anyways, fun guy. I mean, him and I, we would go and do things. I got another story to go off on this. But anyways, this is the broken face one. So anyways, um, we're having our first match together. Or this is our first match ever and our only match, actually. So it's like one of his first couple matches of his career. And he picks me up for a Samoan drop. So I'm on his shoulders, and he's dropping me back. That's all it was. Well, he didn't push me back far enough. So the back of his head, and he's 6'5", 300 pounds at this time. Now he's slimmer and really pretty jacked now. Back of his head hits everything here, busts it all up. Oh. And that was in the first minute and 20 of the match. You can watch it on YouTube, but it's not very clear. So you but just can how, see. how long was the match supposed to go? Oh, it went the whole way. But, 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 okay. Oh, well, you went another 10 minutes. Oh, that's my point. So he yeah. went I kept going with nine my, minutes with a broken face. I kept doing fake wrestling with a I'm real broken face. I'm trying to build face. you up here. Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, with, my, with the fake wrestling and my real broken face, we went another 10 minutes. <laughs> with a broken freaking face. Take that, Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't even be at that last show. But anyways, um, broke my face. I roll out of the ring. I knew something was wrong. Dave is actually my tag team partner, so I'm having a singles match. My tag partner's out there. I go out there. Dave comes. He's like, is everything okay? I'm like, I think I broke my face. That's <laughs> how exactly I said it. He goes, his next words go, what do you want me it's to do? It's not funny, I go, but I'm sorry. It's funny. but <laughs> I, He goes, what do you want me to do? I'm like, just stall him quick. Let me recover. The next thing, the next move was him doing a crossbody over-the-top rope onto me and I pushed Dave out of the way I think it's on film he comes over a flying cross body on a 300 pound guy coming down on a guy with a broken 
freaking face. <laughs> we finished Current the match. Angle. We finished the match, and afterwards, I. I had a girlfriend at the time, and she's like, hey, I, I'm going to take you to the hospital. I'm like, no, no, I can drive. As I'm in the back room recovering, I start blacking out from the pain. Well, I was like, you, I think you, I remember you telling me, like, because your eye was like. So my eye, after this had all been. straight, basically. Yeah, it, it was almost like if you went onto a bad analog channel, it was just the snow. It was like yeah. flickering that snow. That's what it looked like here. So during the rest of the match, for the most part, it had, like, trouble with my depth perception. And he knew something was wrong. So I roll back in the ring. He puts me in a rest hold, which is just like a, a choke like a, hold yeah. or a so sleeper hold. And he goes, are you okay? I go, I think I broke my face. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, I did. He goes, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, we're going to just keep going. Because the adrenaline's going. So you get the adrenaline going. Nothing yeah. really matters at that point. He goes, um, well, what's next? I go, I go, oh, keep, you told okay, me yeah. that. He forgot the rest well, of the match. He, I would, too, if I he knew freaked that out. something yeah. happened. He's like, I don't remember what's next. I'm like, keep me here. Just, like, you know, stall a little bit, and I'll walk you through it. And I did for the most part. From what I remember, I did walk him through it. And we got through it, and actually the match wasn't bad. If you go watch it on YouTube, it looks pretty decent. I got the win. I mean, granted, it's predetermined. but So you walked Moose through a match because he couldn't remember because he broke your face. Yes. So with a broken face, you still carried Moose yeah. through his match. Yeah. And, he, I, you know, <laughs> and, and as much. And who's in Impact Wrestling right now? Him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not well, me rubbing it in your face. That's like no, me not believing that. But, man, I, you know, I can only imagine, you know, I can be like, oh, yeah, this sucked and this and that. And it's like, no. I'm like, you know how I would feel if I did that, knowing that something happened? Well, you would have been the same way. You would have been like, like, holy crap, I just. Like, do we stop the match or what do we do? Did I just kill him? No kidding. Because he's 6'5". So that, you know, that back Samoan drop wasn't something that was coming from like a 5'5 guy. Yeah. It was coming up from a ways. And he was just, he was literally in between training and still working out for NFL teams. Because I remember when I first started talking to him, he was still um, doing tryouts. I think he did one with the Miami Dolphins when he was first getting into wrestling. But his real love was actually wrestling. They, he, and I, you know, this is funny. He had a tryout with WWE in about 2013. I think it was the spring. I drove him down to Jacksonville, Florida from Atlanta so he could, like, not he just focus. And he's like, well, yeah, you can come backstage with me and all that. So we get a hotel room the night before. We go. It's uh, a SmackDown. So I don't remember what night that was on. It was probably Thursday. It was probably a Thursday night. It was probably Thursday SmackDown at the time, yeah. Yeah, and so he's like, yeah, you can come backstage and all that with, you know, and I'll do the tryout and all that. And there's a few other guys that were there for tryouts. It wasn't just him, but it was before the show. So as people are going through their matches, they're doing this thing in front of William Regal and Matt Stryker. So I'm there. (laughs) I am in the backstage having catering, eating food with the guys. I'm like, and I'm like a kid in a candy store. You'd be the same way. You'd be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there next to Mark Henry eating lunch. <laughs> as oh, that's amazing. As um, Seamus oh, never told me this story before. I never told this story. No. Okay, so I'm gonna get more detail then. And so we're I'm sitting there eating right with all now. these guys, and I'm like, I'm trying not to stare because you don't want to look like that Mark or that goofy guy. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, eating yeah. next to Mark Henry. Cool. But there's other guys there. Jack Swagger was eating, um, and then. I'm, you know, I'm walking down the hallways. Cody Rhodes is walking by. Sheamus is walking by. I meet Big Show. Hands ginormous. 
Yeah, I go up to him. I'm, and this is even funnier. The guys that were doing the tryout, they were literally like in a single stall bathroom changing. And, and you're just hanging out. With I'm just hanging WWE out. Superstar. Yeah. And I, and you know, big show comes out, That's Paul awesome. White. And, he, and I go, hey, I'm, I'm Chris. He goes, nice to meet you. I'm Paul. I'm like, oh, cool. Like you, you know, I'm big show. Like, that's not how they act back there. No. So it's really cool. And I shake his hands. I'm like, Jesus, hands are huge. So anyways, I go down ringside because he's doing his tryout. And I was just sitting there watching. Nobody knew who I was. I didn't have any credentials on yep. me. And so like any friend would do, you would start recording your friend doing something. And I'm so, I just pulled out my iPhone. I start recording him while he's doing his stuff and not thinking twice of it. All of a sudden, someone, uh, William Regal comes up and goes, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I go, that's my friend, uh, Moose, Quinn Ojanaka. I go, I'm just recording him doing his trial. You can't be recording him. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, I didn't know that. He's like, no, he could be a future WWE superstar. You need to leave. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll erase it. It's not like I just wanted him to see what he looked like when we traveled back home to Atlanta. He's like, nope, you got to go. So I get escorted out by security, and as I'm getting escorted out, there comes Seamus next to me. I'm getting escorted. I go, I go, I told them, I go to the guys, I'm like, I don't want this to affect him because I wasn't trying to do anything besides recording my friend like most anyone would record. Oh, yeah, his. it's so you can look back and be better and yeah, learn it's from all it. it yeah, because we record everything. Like, we're in well, the and they didn't tell you you can't record, they didn't right? Know who the hell I was. <laughs> well, but still, like, I for know them they, to- there was nothing that said, like, hey, no recording. Then it'd been no big deal. So I'm just sitting there. I think I still have the videos. Well, that's the thing somewhere. is, if they had told you, you wouldn't have done it. But like for them right, to get all yeah. uppity with you, it's like, well, no you one know, said that. And I like, get it. But I'm like, man, he's not a WWE superstar yet. They're like, but they're like, he could be. I'm like, well, okay, could be. That could be a while from now. And I'm like, I'm like, whatever. I went back to the hotel and I waited until he called me. I picked him up and we went back to Atlanta. Yeah. It was a cool experience, but damn, I wish I wouldn't have screwed it up by doing that because I could have. I was supposed to stay for the show and everything for yeah. free and be backstage. So I was like, oh, that sucked. So there's like my 15 Man, seconds. Man, a young story. Cody Rhodes, too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, he wasn't. He wasn't Stardust. Was he in the mask? He might have been in the broken oh, mask. Oh, the thing, nose, broken the broken nose, nose thing. Yep, yep. So that was really cool. Um, where were we going with that? I <laughs> had, my, had my fake face broken with real wrestling. I've there you go. Back, I flipped that one back. All right, so so back to rapid fire then. Okay, back to rapid fire. Okay. We can roll. We can wrap this up anytime you want. Okay. Um, I thought of one while we were doing this. What was it? Oh, ooh, big one. I, I although I already know how you're gonna answer this, okay. but I'm gonna ask anyway. Hogan Savage. Hogan. I wasn't that big of a Randy Savage fan. It's a huge. But I was. You that, saw me. I know. I saw you. you I even gave you the damn boots. Me. I gave you the boots. But I mean, you go off of that, you know, none of those two are like my top. I'm talking like Stone Cold, the cream John of the Cena. crop rising to the top. Oh yeah, yeah Macho Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm more of a Stone Cold fan. Well, like that was okay. my you're, top. You're, guy. Yep, 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 yep. That that makes sense to me. But I would still go with Hogan, and you know, I go with Hogan for for one of two reasons. Because when I told you back earlier, a couple hours ago, I mean, geez, look where we're at. I mean, that was like where I actually was looking for wrestling and found wrestling is because of that reason. It's because I was looking for Hulk Hogan online. And also, he had that cool, like, Hollywood Hogan face. Like, that was neat. The red and, you know, the red and yellow was neat, but the black and white Hollywood Hogan. Oh, Hollywood Hogan was... Who would have thought that was going to actually be just as good? I still go back and watch that video of when he came out to help ironically macho man 
help and then turns and when he did that heel turn like looking back on it like what that did for professional wrestling yeah. that day was you know what i would have you know monumental when I, looked, I watched that and i'm like that was cool but i would have done it in a better way uh, the the leg drop was just kind of eh. yeah should have been something I, a little bit more you know like what? chair I, shot it's funny you say that because i literally just watched that two days ago and, and i said the same thing i'm like he should have like helped him up and like done something like bigger yeah. than just the like <clears throat> all the, well, but the leg drop was his finisher. So I know. It was Here's a big the other deal. thing though. Macho was in the center of the ring, which sucks because that's what we're always taught to do is be in the center. That's the whole idea. And not only that, the ref is in his way. He has to literally push the ref out of the way yeah. in order to get his leg drop in. You're gonna get really mad at me right now. But that's okay. I have to pee. That's okay. No, no, let's just wrap this up. No, let's wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap it up. Yeah, but I mean, we've been going for like two hours or more. What is, what, wrap us up, Chris. So, first of all, I want to thank you for coming out on a Friday (laughs) evening because I know you have a big event going on tomorrow in your personal life. You have a Thanksgiving or a Thanksmas with friends, family. I'm invited. My wife's invited. We're hoping to make a stop by on that, but you took time out of your day, not only to come here and be on this, but also to show me a few things on the computer, how I can make this better. And after we wrap this up, you're going to give me a little critiquing on what I need to do better and what I've <laughs> done well at, if I've done anything well. I've is. already got some mental notes. I love that. So, and I appreciate you being my friend. And always, <laughs> always, if, if he doesn't have his kids and he's not busy, he calls me to hang out. And I always make an effort to come to all of his karaoke's <laughs> because I love singing. But I suck at it. But I just want to say cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you. This has been awesome. Tune in next time for another Brews and Cruise with your host, Chris Jacobson. Uh, I'm Paul Ebner Daily Nightly, depending on which time of the day you catch me. (laughs) Have a good night.